0: Listening to Fresh Take. You are listening to the Fresh Take Network. What it is what is do. Welcome to a Fresh Take Couch Potato Gallabum with myself, Joshua, Adam, William Armada, voice of the Calgary Dinos, and much other things. And uh my co-host that we both call the, uh, the lead of the Okotoks Dogs playoffs, but you know from
1: the Fan 960 and Couch Potato Diaries, the one, the only, the legend, Peter Klein. Thank you. Thank you. You are, are, are far too kind. Yes, the uh, I, I kind of jack of all trades, master of none. I do a bunch of stuff. I don't know if I've mastered any of it, but I get to talk a bunch, so it's fun.
0: I, I was debating coming on here. I'm like, I could list all of Peter and I's accolades from this year. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's longer than the list that I gave us. So I'm like, yeah. maybe I'll just go with the tippity top of what we have individually. And then yeah. we can work on together this year. And then we can just get right into it. Sounds good. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Uh, so yeah, again, uh, there's a mix here of Fresh Take and Couch Potato. Both of these will be put out on both of those streams this year. Really quick before we get to the categories, Peter, is two guys that do sports podcasts and obviously work in sports radio as well. What do you thought about the year in 20? I-, I thought it was a good year. It wasn't one of those, like, I'll never forget the year in 2023 in sports. It was a very good year, but not a, like, remarkable year,
1: if that makes sense. Yeah, I-, I found going through all of these, like, there's there's obviously standouts in everything, but there's very few, like, oh, my God, right? Like, we'll, we'll get to some of those, obviously. But, um, yeah, it, it was it was the first year that felt from start to finish like normal again, right? Yeah. Like you, like 2022 was kind of there, but you still had a bit of a lingering whatever. Uh, but this year it was like, okay, everything's back. Everything's ready to go. We've like any, anything that you have needed to take from uh, the, the pandemic times you have figured out. So it, it feels like now we're, we're kind of back into that, that normalcy a little bit. So it, it feels like we, we've we course corrected and we're back on track, but yeah, like it was, it was a fine year. Um, There was obviously some stuff that was uh, appalling that's every year, Uh, but there mm-hmm. was also some really, really cool stuff as well. So uh, yeah, it was, of all the years that I've lived through, this was definitely one of them, but I don't know if we're going to look back and, oh my God, the, the, the wonder that was 2023. Yeah. It, it, it was fine. It was fine.
0: And it's different from the wrestling one we have coming up where
1: I was like, yeah, there's a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've, uh, the, the pro wrestling world has lived about a decade this year. That's yeah. like, we we've crammed a bunch in. I, I can only imagine what two, uh, 2024 has to offer. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. But so we go to this year in 2023. Um, So we start off
0: with the up and comer. So this can be anything, really. This can be, you know, a college athlete you saw coming. This can be a guy that, you know, hasn't even started playing that. uh, You know, we used to call this a Scott Roblin award uh, who couldn't make it this year because Scott would find someone in that was 16 or 17 in hockey and nail it every year. Uh, And that's one of the things, if people don't know, unfortunately, some hackers got into our past episode, uh, past sheets and deleted everything. But uh, he called a 16 year old Cal McCarr, for example, Called a 15 year old Connor Bedard. He saw these coming before they really hit. So it can always be something like that. Um, So, you know, you and I have kind of seen some of these guys on on our own in in some worlds as well. So I'm really interested for you of uh, going down this route. So who is the up and
1: comer? For you peter yeah i um i i didn't go quite the like deep dark recesses of minor hockey (laughs) past or anything like that uh i'm pretty sure this person's going to be a star but i'm about the one millionth person to recognize it um and she'll she'll come up again but it's it's caitlin clark um like this is superstar coming into the, the wnba from the college ranks um like was phenomenal last year and has just decided this year like oh no one can stop me um like feels like as much of a sure thing coming from the, the college ranks and has really um almost transcended things now from uh, a women's college basketball standpoint I, yeah. I think she's averaging over 30 a game and has turned into a legitimate mainstream star already and has made the the women's uh march madness final four whatever they technically call it has made it much must watch and i think for the second year in a row made it kind of better than the men's tournament and 100%. that's um that uh, I think like th- there's a lot of, of other players that are involved in that but she is the the face of it I think for sure
0: you know in all respect to the Angel Reese's of the world but we don't know mm-hmm. who Angel Reese is without uh the few that she has with Caitlin Page backers yeah. that's going to make this year such more exciting to yes. the page and it's it's been a highlight of what the women's side hasn't had is it needed stars I mean the men need stars too the men haven't had stars as well that's why they are begging USC to pick it up right now and get into this NCAA tournament because they want Isaiah Collier and more importantly, Bronny James and Rodman to yeah. be part of this upcoming tournament. Uh, Caitlin and Paige I both considered and they are definitely at the list and definitely at the forefront in changing the game. I mean, I think with all respect to the women that we saw this week, uh, the highlighted volleyball, On ABC, Mm -hmm. I think because of what Caitlin and Paige and all those women have done in in CW women's basketball, I think that was a big part of the reason that we got to have volleyball on
1: ABC this week because they're like, hey, women's sports, what a concept. Maybe we should broadcast that. Also. Volleyball, when it's played at a high level, is okay. stupid fun to watch. Like I, I, I played in high school. I, I would say it fell well short of being played at a high level. Um, but our our coach brought us to watch some um, college games at the University of Regina, and you watch that, and it's like it is. So- such a blast and if you know what's going on like it's ridiculous the 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 talent level that is out there so i don't know like if i would be investing in the national volleyball league or anything like that but you put it on tv i'll watch it it's fun
0: yeah someone has done a few broadcasts of it and was kind of not sure to do it when i did that number one the community is so awesome the players are so awesome and the crowds you want to go to crowds in canada Volleyball does better than basketball, for sure, in this country. As someone that is a big part of basketball in Alberta, trust me, volleyball does better crowds. So <laughs> I'd love to see the better basketball crowds. And some nights it is better than hockey, too. Yeah. Uh, and So it's it's really growing. But Caitlin Clark, great pick. Um, I was almost debating going with Paige to counteract you, but I went with someone that I think is also just going to be an unbelievable, sure, Hall of Famer-level star, and that's Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, oh, yeah. Where this guy is going to probably be number one on any dynasty fantasy draft next year. It's just kind of ticking away at Ohio State this year, waiting to see where he can go. And that's a team that already has another star wide out there as well. But Marvin, it just kind of seemed this year as like we're just kind of spinning the wheels, waiting for him and Caleb and Drake. It was just kind of like, yeah, we're just kind of waiting for them to make their jump. But out of all those guys where, you know, Carolina season kind of fell off near the end there, some tough losses that the Tar Heels had. Caleb, we've had all the criticisms and dissection of him, and it's only going to get worse next little bit. Yeah. It just seems like Marvin just steamed along. and was like, yeah, this guy's going to be really, really good, and whoever has him is might can automatically have the best receiver in the NFL next year.
1: Yeah, you look at it like right now. um I, I think it's uh, Chicago at one. They're definitely going quarterback. Patriots yeah. would be at two. They're definitely going quarterback, and then Arizona at three. Yeah, why not Marvin Harrison Jr. and yeah. uh, and Kyler Murray seems like a pretty good pairing, and it's just it's like the, this franchise-altering offensive player could potentially just fall into your lap and start kind of kickstart things out in Arizona. So yeah, that that's a great pick. While while this draft, I think, is going to be. The, the The lead up to it is going to be defined by the, the quarterbacks because we've all watched the NFL. We need an infusion of good quarterbacks in this league yeah. um I, I think that the the story of this draft afterward and for years to come is going to be, oh, we just got one of the best receivers in the league coming out of this draft.
0: Yeah, next up, we go to breakthrough athlete. Now this doesn't necessarily have to be an athlete that you know all of a sudden became worse improved. I look at this in different categories. I looked at it as most approved, but also like, holy crap, they are a super duper star now. So it's 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 either or category. Yeah. So for me on that side, I went with SGA because this is the guy that is probably the lead candidate for MVP, as we record on uh this late December date right now. Uh helped Canada get to a bronze medal and was arguably the best player at FIBA. All respect to Dennis Schrouder and Everyone that surrounded that tournament that made it to the finals, I would say SGA was the best player in that entire FIBA tournament. Even down the stretch of last year was one of the best and is a guy that is changing the culture of Canada basketball hoops and changing the culture in Oklahoma City of going from being a developmental team to being potentially a contender if they get the right big. So I'm going with Mm -hmm. SGA.
1: Yeah, like they look like one of the exciting teams to like coming forward, going forward now. Um, out like Oklahoma City, um, it, it got people excited about Canadian basketball that was on at six in the morning. So that was really nice to see. Um, I, I'm happy you went first because I had two written down. I had SGA, uh, so I'll go with the, the other one to to mix it up a little bit. Um, I, I don't know how much this league is going to come up today. I'm going to the Canadian Football League, uh, and I'm going to to Chad Kelly um nice. quarterback for the, the Toronto Argonauts he, he comes in in the Grey Cup last year uh and wins and leads the Argos while well, the playoffs didn't go very well for Toronto he he leads the Boatman to one of the best regular seasons we have had in a very very long time they were so dominant and he was so clearly the MLP this year and he's someone who has I, I think embraced playing in Canada like I, I don't We're not hearing about like, oh, yeah, he's one year and then he's going to go try to be on a practice squad down in the States. He's embraced being a a Canadian Football League player. He's embraced being a Toronto Argo, which is what that city needs. Um, It it brought a a pretty good playoff gate to Toronto, which I don't know if anyone was ever expecting. And he was just he was the CFL this year. Everything revolved around him. And to, to come out of that in year one as a starter was really, really impressive for me.
0: Yeah, you know, as me, this is one of the reasons this year I normally did best NFL player. That's why I did best football player, because to encompass all sides that we had. Mm -hmm. And as someone that doesn't follow the CFL as much as I'd like to, uh, he's a guy that stood out to me all year. Whenever I did turn into a game and watch an Argos game, he's definitely someone that stood out to me. And, you know, the CFL, again, that's a league that is trying to create stars, trying to find stars, trying to push their league to another level again, trying to get more viewers in. And you did feel this year, you you, you kind of talked about at the top there. Kind of getting back to normalcy, post-pandemic, trying to find your way. Chad Kelly is one of those examples of bringing a star into a big city like Toronto and to the greater CFL and kind of showcasing what he can have.
1: Yeah, and you see like attendance is up, I I think, in seven of the nine markets in the CFL this year. Um, I'm not saying that was all Chad Kelly, but it's nice to have that team at the top and that star player at at the tippity-top of the league really embrace things. And that they've been trying to figure out Toronto – for forever, mm-hmm. and th- this feels like a good start there. Anyway, a win would have been uh, even better. um That they, they he, he does stumble in the the East final against the eventual Grey Cup champion Montreal Alouettes, but th- this was this was a great opening act for Chad Kelly for sure.
0: Well, especially for the CFL losing a guy like Nathan Rourke to the NFL, yeah. and he was in the makings to be the next big superstar. It helped
1: that Chad kind of led the next way. So that's a great pick. Yeah, and to, not only Rourke going to the NFL, but then going to the nfl to be on a practice roster like that that is always such a gut punch when the guy is so clearly the best in the cfl and he has spent now he gets claimed off of waivers uh by the new england patriots but he he's going to spend about 90 percent of the the season on uh, on the practice squad that is a bit of a downer and it is a bit of a gun punch when, when you're trying to be like no see that the cfl is legitimate um to, to have that sort of thing happen yeah. so it's it's nice again to to have that embracing by kelly here so this next
0: award is not really an award. I only did this based off of your tweet about two, three hours ago.
1: <laughs> okay. And it's,
0: it's the Joe Flacco Memorial Award for Best Comeback Player, <laughs> which I think is Joe Flacco just in the yeah. sense of because he just, he's maybe my fantasy quarterback now in fantasy, and he's saving teams fantasy quarterbacks. And it's a deeper conversation for another day, but it's going to be a major part of helping this Browns uh,
1: team as you've got a cameo coming into the to the to the shot here
0: yeah um, yeah
1: dog making an appearance here very good
0: uh, <laughs> browns dogs heard the Flacco yeah. talk.
1: yeah i uh, heard us talking about the dog pound so yeah
0: yeah again not an official award but just kind of the hit on your tweet i was like you know what if there is a comeback player it might just be joe flacco for everything he's doing
1: yeah like off of the couch and into a, a playoff race right like he he was doing nothing a couple of weeks ago and now he just he, he pops back in um so i i think that this is uh very much a deserving award for him. Um, Just off of the the top of my head, uh, other ones like in F1, um, Daniel Ricciardo, who was a a, a fan favorite off of the drive to survive. He just kind of popped in in the middle of the season and then broke his hand and left and then came back again. So uh, he gets an honorable mention for for two comebacks in the same year. But no, Joe Flacco's surprising run to relevancy um, I I think is absolutely uh, worthy of the attention here. Sure. If he if he takes the Browns to a
0: potential Super
1: Bowl, he could be bringing him up again. Uh, yeah.
0: But next up is breakout team. Who'd you go with that,
1: Peter? Um, kind of going off of what what you mentioned before, I'm going to the Canadian men's basketball team. Um, I thought like this was the first time that the men's basketball team really had the attention and justified it i guess like this was the first time where they, they've had this attention and then they played well we've had the attention before and then you lose in a tournament that no one had heard of before and oh i guess we're not going to the olympics now you know like it, they've had moments like that but this was finally a time where the eyes of canada were on them and you had a superstar deliver you had the team deliver it was so much fun to to watch and follow and it felt like that the real that finally the real turning point for canadian men's basketball to to get to this point so to to have them kind of take over the summer I I thought they were the team that broke through this year.
0: We're simpatico I went with the same team I have an honorable mention I'll mention in a second but you know just to excite the country we kind of saw this we we definitely saw it with the Canada soccer team and now you saw it with basketball and it shows to me that Canada is willing to get behind these other teams not just hockey if they're going to be winning teams and I think that's if someone that's around Canada basketball that screamed to them that, hey, we have an opportunity to, you know, get more kids to play this sport and know that the fanfare is going to be there. They're going into Paris next year. That'll be huge. And there'll be different additions there, like Andrew Wiggins, maybe Sh- Shady Sharp, maybe Ben Matherin, uh, Jamal Murray, yeah. obviously didn't even play. So there's a lot of additions that are going to come. But, you know, I'll tell you this, as, as a Laker fan, it made me root for Dylan Brooks all over again and become <laughs> a, a big Dylan Brooks fan and realize country is more important than NBA team. And, you know, those seconds, especially the, the game that came down to this, the the buzzer and they had to fight back and win. And I'm sure we'll be talking about that game in a bit. And unfortunately they come up short, but then beating the Americans uh, was a very exciting moment that had the Americans have to do the redeem team part 50th or whatever they're on now for doing it and saying, Oh, we didn't have our guys, but, yeah, it set a new limit to what Canada basketball has been doing for a while, and uh, the showcase of what we can do against the world and what Paris could be.
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely, and, and it's been one of the exciting things of Canadian sport over the last little while of um seeing like not just hockey, right? Like we're we're seeing um women's soccer and then men's soccer and now the men's basketball and Brooke Henderson and golf and I'm sure there's a thousand other things that that I'm forgetting. Um, But but seeing uh, seeing us be more than just a hockey nation um, as as someone who like, obviously, I've made uh, quite a bit of my living covering hockey, but a lot of my passion is elsewhere. Um, That's been really, really great to see. And yeah, that this hopefully this was just step one in in a bigger process. And it kind of feels like it is. It definitely is.
0: Uh, Honorable mention for me. uh, I had OKC Thunder was Mm. the team on there. uh, The Orlando Magic was uh was a team that i i had in there at vancouver canucks although i thought that was too early to kind of go with that with vancouver so i kind of put that on on a temporary basis right now and and the baltimore orioles
1: yes yeah yeah they are they are next level um in terms of breakout like their whole team is basically on a rookie contract um so that's those are all very good honorable mentions for sure
0: uh, next up is the most exciting team to watch and man there's a lot of this I, I feel like this is the new award i came up with this year i feel like for a while this would have just been golden state
1: yeah. um
0: to announce this team is the most exciting it's very painful for me as a as a raider fan because it's one of the three teams i hate it's the san francisco 49ers every mm. every single game they play it's unbelievable it's just cmc yeah. or debo or iuk and if not Kittle. And then you get to watch this team on defense with Bosa. and Now they have Chase Young and Fred Warner and everybody that they're just an absolute stacked on both sides. And, you know, we're getting to a point here where we're getting near the playoffs and everything like that. And they're just must watch every single time you watch them. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it really is. Um, Like, I, I think in terms of talent on that team compared to everyone else in whatever league they play uh that they might be like the best team in sports right now like it's just it, it does feel like an all-star game every time they go out there um that that is definitely a, a great pick i i went same sport different team uh i went the miami dolphins um and miami, yeah. like t- tyreek hill uh and i'm never going to be a f- for, for off of the field stuff but this team plays like it's madden where it's just deep pass deep pass deep yeah. pass crosser and goes for a touchdown oh here comes our third string running back who ran a 4 340 and he's off for a touchdown yeah um like it's just it's absolutely insanity what they are doing um Each and every game, and in a league where every week you go look at betting totals and it's in the 30s, and the 40s, and then Miami's games in the 50s, like that they are they are standing out in a league that feels very much watered down. So yeah, I if we got a San Francisco Miami Super Bowl, I, I would be more than okay with that.
0: And you talk about it this week where it's a Dolphins team that face a Cowboys team without a lot of weapons, no Tyreek, mm-hmm. at one point no Waddle, right? And age hands up and down. Moser has what like 20 touchdowns or something.
1: Yeah, it's nineteen, I think. Yeah, it's, setting a Dolphins insane. record for touchdowns. Like we're
0: barely even talking about that. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's unbelievable what this team can do offensively, and I think honestly, I think defensively they're figuring it out. Uh, they yeah. brought in Vic Fangio as the, their D coordinator this year, and he he runs a quite an intricate system, and it takes a little bit of time, and I think um, that that time is now out in Miami.
0: And as of today, they had a visit with a the new Duncan one, Sue. I'll never say his name correctly, but <laughs> Sue as well, who yeah. hey, you know, maybe his days are behind him, but still a nice force to have in a Super Bowl champion.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. Nice, and a nice guy who can take up some space in the middle for sure.
0: Uh these ones I we always kind of run through pretty quickly here. I think these are always seem to be the chalkiest for me. Yeah. Um, best basketball, I think we're on the same page.
1: Uh maybe. Let's see. Okay, I'm going with Nikolai Jokic. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nikolai Jokic. Sorry. I wasn't sure if it was best basketball team or, uh, or player. Um, it's player, but yeah, yeah play, player it's Nikolai Jokic. Uh, second place is Nikolai Jokic and third place uh, is Nikolai Jokic. Like it is ridiculous what this guy can do with the basketball uh, in his hands offensively. He has so much fun to watch. I, I still like, we, we've we we've been seeing them in prime time for a couple of years now. I still don't know how you're supposed to stop him or them um and like it's it, it's absurd the the Raptors will try to throw OG Ananobi on him yeah, uh teams will try to amazing. throw big guys on him. teams will try to throw four guys on him and he he knows how to handle every situation and then he doesn't seem to really care either and in like the best way not in a like um th- this guy like hates the sport or anything like that but he's just like yeah I'm not going to get too worked up about things either way it's 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 really cool to see it's it's so
0: interesting calling basketball this year. I feel the European import that we're having now at the collegiate uh, side is really interesting. But now the influence of Joker is coming over. You'll see these big guys run stuff at the top. And whereas maybe two years ago on the collegiate side here in Canada, those big guys would still be traditional going down in the post. Now you're seeing them go up with the pick and roll, keep the ball, go for a three, or dish out like yoke. It is incredible the transformation of the game, how it's trickled down and how cyclical basketball is right i mean it was not even four years ago we're like we got to get shooters you need to get shooters you need to get shooters yeah. and now here we are back to the 90s and it's the battle of the bigs if you don't have a big you're gonna go down you need an mb you need a joker you need an anthony davis where are yeah. you gonna go with one of those guys we're talking about a team like orlando or even okc who has chet but they need that other piece to guard one of those guys
1: yeah exactly it's it's funny how there, there's always these cycles and I remember growing up um it was like the <laughs> kind of I was gonna say stretch four but not in the way it's the stretch four now yeah like you you would have Garnett and Duncan just outside of the paint putting up jump shots it's, Ooh, like this is wild uh so you, you needed to have one of those and then it was like Dirk Nowitzki taking it a step further and shooting from three and oh there's all of this space now all of a sudden um so it's it's been funny how all this has kind of turned back around but now like we talk about well you need to stretch four so you can kind of space the floor out a little bit um getting all kinds of animals running in here now um and so to to have all of that and now it, it kind of cycles back with <laughs> uh now it kind of cycles back with like you you need to have some people who can space the space the floor but it's your center at the top spacing the floor it's and crazy. stepping up for three that it, it's it's ridiculous and it, it's just it's so much fun to watch this sport grow and evolve
0: You reminded me just a few years ago well, obviously more now but i remember marcus canby this is when it started he was, you know the like, canby for three i I'm like what? what what's going on marcus canby and that was like when it was starting when the big was like oh, i guess i had brooke i remember when brooke lopez started to try to go for threes like what is brooke yes. doing but it was just yeah. such a a foreign idea at that point. Now there's still, I wouldn't want to see Bismack Biombo, for example, <laughs> step back and hit a three, but it's, it's, yeah. it is much more normalized because of someone like Jokic.
1: Yeah. Like um when Valanciunas was on the Raptors, he would step out for like one a game because the entire rest of the team just collapsed on the paint. Like, yeah, go for it. Um And now like, it, it feels like there's like, it, it's a necessity almost to, to have that thing. It's it's yeah. It's just that the evolution of the sport, man is, is really crazy.
0: Uh, best NHL player. Uh, I went uh, pretty chalk here again. I went with Connor McDavid. Um, just, I mean, just seeing what he's done this year, like I'm not the leader in points. Okay, well, I got to change that. And the the slow rise that we've been seeing here in the first half of the season of growing up, he is not winning to a level. You could definitely absolutely pick multiple players on the Vegas Knights, for example, the one that Stanley cup this year, but he's the best player. He's not on the best team necessarily, but he is far and away right now, the best player to me at least.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was my pick as well. Like he had like 150 points last season. Um, John Tavares just celebrated getting his 1000th point the other day. There is a very real chance Connor McDavid could get his 1000th point this season. Um, And like six years earlier, it is absurd what this guy is able to do. And I think a lot of his struggles at the beginning of of this season were based off of uh, him being banged up and him wanting to get into that Heritage Classic game when he maybe wasn't 100%. Uh, if that was just a regular battle of Alberta, I don't think he plays, and he probably doesn't play for a couple of weeks. Um, and now he is, I think he's back to being healthy and just reminding everyone, like, hey, if you even dreamt about someone be- being better than me, you better wake up and apologize, because he he is just that good.
0: And you've seen the Oilers have a surge more recently now back in yeah. many ways with him more healthy, uh, best, uh, NFL, best baseball player. Let's go with best baseball player. I hate this man because he broke my hearts and shattered into <laughs> a million pieces, but it's Sheho Otani.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's Otani because like the, the reason that the, the hearts were broken is because he is a, a transcendent player and even missing a month of the season is enough uh it isn't enough to, to slow this guy down from getting the mvp um he like there, there's nothing more that needs to be said about this guy he is incredibly talented his contract is absolutely wild uh the, the parameters and all of that uh with the deferred money and and everything like that there's a reason why the 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 hoopla around this was so wild he is he is one of one in the sports world right now and this one is the one
0: that be the most interesting, where we can somewhat probably maybe disagree, uh, which is best NFL player. Where'd you go for that?
1: Uh, I went Christian or,
0: McCaffrey. Yeah, um, but That's yeah. what I did too. Then,
1: <laughs> yeah, like I, I know Patrick Mahomes is very good and all of that, but it, it's like, and last year's run to the Super Bowl was great. Um, the the way that Super Bowl ended was a bit of a downer with the the penalty and all of that. But like this year, it's just been a bit off. And CMC has basically scored a touchdown in every game he's played in 2023. And while you have a lot of weapons on that team, he is the straw that stirs the drink. I think he should be the MVP this season. Um, That that's not just because I have a financial commitment to that. Um, I I think he is legitimately the 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 most valuable player this year. It's just there's nothing he can't do on a football field.
0: Yeah, we need to get past this. I don't know when it happened. I think the last sean alexander the last non-quarterback that won mvp i believe sounds right we yeah. just need to get past this idea that it's best quarterback all of a sudden because yeah there is i mean i would make an argument miles garrett should be in this conversation as well uh-huh. to a different level uh but we're just going like oh it's quarterback 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 like if i really did it i would say cmc and then miles garrett are one and two for me personally just yeah. the way that they affect winning
1: yeah, I, I would put Tyreek Hill in there as well. Um, Hill, yeah. uh, again, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the human being, but uh, we've seen what that, that team looks like when he goes down with an injury. Um, it's lose to the Tennessee Titans bad. So they, they, they need that guy. Um, and so, But yeah, no, Miles Garrett certainly could be in that conversation as well. Best international athlete. Where'd you go on that one, Peter? This one was more of a lifetime achievement um award for me, um than than anything that was necessarily accomplished this year. but uh, she she retires with a lot of fanfare. They named a stadium after her. right um it's it's christine sinclair, uh, an amazing career, not necessarily the final the final chapter that we wanted with with how the World Cup played out. Um, but just like, Talk about transcending the sport she is yeah, with all due respect to anyone else who played on those teams, she is single handedly responsible for growing the the sport of women's soccer in this country um and I, I think that there isn't th- there aren't enough flowers in the world to to throw at her to to celebrate everything that she has done so um maybe she wasn't the absolute best in two thousand twenty three but I, I think this being her last year that there some recognition was deserved.
0: I kind of did the same thing you did in a way. And I went with Lionel Messi. because, okay, yeah. What he did for Miami this year, it revolutionized MLS soccer. Yeah. And you knew it was going to happen. You knew that oh, was going to yeah. happen. But what he did, he made MLS must watch every single week. And you look at the matrix and the and the, and the ratings for MLS soccer. Was he the best overall athlete in, in in soccer this year? Definitely not. He was not the best footballer. But I look at, I mean... Really, in a twelve-year span, a twelve-year, twelve-month span, he's coming off last year. He has his uh, his his World Cup, and he's getting ready for uh, uh, the uh, the America Cup coming up here, the Copa coming up, and probably his last one, I would guess.
1: I would imagine um, so, yeah.
0: But everything he did with Miami, Saint Clair was my honorable mention as well. So I kind of yeah. wanted to be a little bit different. But just everything he did for Miami and and the way that he was scoring and winning games for them too was
1: absolutely yeah. nutty. And you'd see celebrities at um, at, at Miami games. Um, I, I saw a couple of um, messy Miami jerseys when I was uh, in Montreal on vacation. Um, like, the, And I, I th- those were, I, I feel fairly confident. Outside of like when I lived in Toronto, um, those were the first two or the, the first times I've seen uh, an MLS jersey in the wild ever. Um, and uh, I don't think it'll be the last because of the, the impact that he's had yeah it was absolutely
0: when i was in uh i happened to go to orlando i think it was about a week or two weeks after or before he had played i can't remember but disney was bombarded with miami messy jerseys oh that? yeah it was nuts that and apparently ben simmons jerseys because i saw five ben simmons jerseys somehow don't ask me why really <laughs> my brother-in-law like what is going on is ben simmons family here maybe
1: yeah have i just seen ben simmons a lot this this is so strange
0: <laughs> um next up is uh a little bit of a peek to uh a pod that we have coming in a little bit here but this is the best combat sport athlete so this is a mix of mma boxing and wrestling and two of those had really good years boxing you know it is what it is it's it, it has some really good fights next year actually there's some really good mm-hmm. boxing matches next year uh but what a great year for mixed martial arts and uh, pro wrestling my goodness but uh yeah I'll let you, I, I had some MMA guys that are honorable mention on here, but I'll let you kind of go for who you're going to go with overall on this, Peter.
1: Yeah, there are a lot to choose from. Um, Honorable mention in the boxing world to Terrence Crawford. Um, yep. He gets a win in probably the biggest fight of the year, uh, knocking out Errol Spence Jr. in just an absolute domination. Um, But to, to me, I think you have to go Islam Makashev. He only fought twice this year, but both times, um, it was a fight between the number one and the number two pound for pound fighter in the sport. And he ended up winning both of those. And so when you can win the the fight between the top two fighters in the sport twice, it, it gets you some points. So to to me, Islam Makashev gets the, the win uh, for what he has done now as the the UFC's lightweight champion.
0: So I had Makashev and I had Strickland on honorable mention. I went mm. to the world of professional wrestling on this one. And I went with one uh, bruv. I went with Will Ospreay, who supersedes you know the idea of what it is to be an athlete this is the definition of an athlete right now and well professional wrestling you know your top anyone's top 10 list this year is going to be unbelievable i find it hard to find anyone number one that's not named will osprey this year from another great g1 performance to the kenny omega yep. matches to i could list stuff that just go on and on. even the jericho match was mm-hmm. at uh w- was fantastic to be probably next to cm punk the biggest signing in the history of AEW. I could make an argument towards that. Uh, yeah. Shane Strickland also uh, was uh, one I thought of for MMA because he had a great year as well. Like Kind of like what you're talking about with Islam. He only had two fights, but
1: he made him worth it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Made him count, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, Will Ospreay, like, um, he rolls out of bed and has a four-star match. And, awesome. like, there's there's different parts of his game that he has really started to figure out um over the the last little bit um and so yeah it's like he he has turned into the the best wrestler in the world and um now to get the stage on on aew on a consistent basis i think is going to be great uh they're having a a much bigger uh footprint as they uh whip the door open like my dog just did here Mm -hmm. into the uk market um i think he's going to be leading that charge 100 percent
0: Next up, we go to College Athlete, and this is where I gave uh, Caitlin her due. Uh, and everything just kind of echo everything that you said. Uh, just a phenomenal talent. Winning, obviously, she wanted to win, but winning wasn't what she needed. It wasn't what we needed as an audience as much. She you know, sent Angel Reese and the uh, LSU team to a different uh, stratosphere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, it, it, again, it is setting up for – this is going to be one of the most fun March Madnesses we've ever had. Uh, with the women's side, you know, I would I really think people will be filling out women's brackets this year oh, yeah. in a way that you've never seen before, which is awesome. And yeah. obviously, people always fill the men's out, but you know, talking to talk to people in charge with Alberta and Canada basketball, they're just hearing like, man, like I've heard more hype for this women's tournament than I've heard for the the men's one. And hopefully, we can do that up here in the uh, the Canada West to start getting that going because we have a lot of talented people, especially here in Calgary. <laughs> Um, but what Caitlin Clark has been able to do, and it's funny, it's in that it, it's kind of in that side, Peter, of Paige walked so Caitlin could run. And when she ran, and even before that, Sabrina, like, crawled. Sabrina yeah. crawled, Paige walked, and then Caitlin ran to get us to where we are now.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a group that's all kind of interlinked uh, as they go into the WNBA. And, um, like, it, it's – I think if they had the same – um, draft rules, um, or lack thereof as the NBA did, Caitlin would already be in the, the WNBA. Um, and I, I think the, the, the limitations they have, um, while we're, we're never ones to celebrate uh limited earning potential for people, um, like th- this has made this tournament must watch. And I like, yeah, like I, I think b- between, caitlin reese and um and Paige. you can name three players in this before you could name one player in the um in march madness on the men's side um and even then that player is brawny who has only just now started playing so it's um it's been really really cool to see yeah she was my pick as well um 27.8 points per game last year 30.2 this year go um and that's when i was looking at my notes that probably improved uh since then but yeah she is um it, it's just it's a it's so much fun watching her play and uh,
0: next up is uh is a canadian uh one i wanted to make sure we had a canadian uh, amateur one and we also have local as well so i could have doubled up on this one so maybe i'll get to that one the next one i got a i i got a chance to see a lot of really good players uh at, at this at this level in the basketball world and uh Look, there's one player in particular that's really good, in Diego Maffa, who also played in the CEBL this year, who is fantastic. I'm going to go a little sentimental on this one, um, and I'm going to go with Charlie Connor from the State Trojans, who ended a unbelievable five year run at State. This guy is the greatest State Trojan of all time. You're talking about a guy that played five years collegially and has five conference championships and then walks into the sunset with his coach with a national championship. You can't, you can't write that in storybooks. It is yeah. one of the best endings that we've ever had. Everything that Chuck has been able to do to grind out, hit big shots in that game against Dawson, and then go out on top. Just one of the best uh, collegiate athletes that I've had the, pr- the profession and the ability to be
1: able to call. So I give him the, uh, the Canadian amateur athlete of the year. Uh yeah, I I, I kind of struggled this one, and even uh, right now I realize I left that spot blank. Uh, but just thinking about it here, um, he didn't do a lot in front of our eyes. It, it was but one inning pitched, but what an inning it was! Uh, Matt thank Wilkinson, you. thank you. Someone um, had to do it. Yeah, yeah. He gets drafted to the, the Cleveland Guardians. I believe it was a tenth round pick. Um, he just absolutely balled out in every league that he pitched in this season. Um, I think he he's going to be. Like, it it was a blast to watch him pitch. And it's cool to see the the uh, success story that he's had so far. Yeah, and everyone now, even the guard, It's funny,
0: stumbling onto Guardians Farm TikTok, (laughs) which is a weird sentence to say. It's like, we got this guy in, like, the 160th pick. Like, look at this guy. And it's so interesting watching Guardians fans, like, starting to hype up Mike the way that we now got to see him the last few years in Okotoks. Be part of the yeah. uh, the first championship that they won and now are back to back. So, uh, and that's interesting. Cause I went to local next and I, and I did go with an Okotoks dog and I went with uh, a guy that you and I got to see hit a big home run in game one of the championship. And that's Brandon Luther, who has mm-hmm. been absolutely awesome here for the Okotoks dogs. You know, it, it's uh, there is a lot of really good, solid athletes, uh, from the dogs, from the surge this year, from the Calvary, that don't get mm-hmm. the recognition that they deserve. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to highlight this word. Brandon Luther, who you and I have had the profession, the am the, uh, trying to say here, the luxury of getting to call him has just been, man, just, uh, and it was so funny because from you to me to Gino, all year it's like, you know, Brandon's been great, but where's that home run power? And then in the playoffs, it's just like, like, a, like a switch went off. It's like, all right, I found it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it just it really did click for him, and it was it, it just it never clicked off after that. It was just every at bat, the ball was absolutely jumping off of his excuse me jumping off of his bat, and that was really, really fun to see. Um, I, I had him written down. Um, so I will go with my my other pick, um, Ali Musi for Cavalry FC. Um, nice. he won the Players Player Award um th- this year, and it just felt like um we, I had season tickets this year for for Cavalry, so got to to watch a ton of games, and it just felt like. Every time a big play was happening, he was in the right spot at the right time and uh, creating opportunities out there. And a, a big part of cavalry winning the, the, the regular season title this year and coming. Oh, so close to it, to winning a championship uh, this season in the CPL. So I, I thought Moosey deserved a, a bit of credit here as well. That's awesome.
0: And again, you know, when we come here to the summer, we, we were spoiled this year as uh Calgarians. Yes. Uh, having the Cavalry, having the dogs, Those two have already electrified and then obviously having the surge here for the first year and then having obviously other things all over the city. It was one of the most fun for having sports uh, that I think the city has been able to have of really having, you know, a downer of a flame season, which you're forced in front row for, for a lot of it. But then to have be like, hey, like, yeah, the flames are the flames, but look at all this other stuff we have here.
1: Yeah, and for a long time it was, I mean, hey, check out the Roughnecks. And now everyone kind of knows the Roughnecks are really awesome. Um, yeah. And it, it's kind of branched out a little bit. And to a CFL conversation that could be uh, like its own show, you yeah. would wish the Peters would be able to kind of harness that energy as well. They, they just haven't. Um, even when they were playing well, they, they didn't get the, the city feeling that way. But no, you're right. Like with Surge, with Cavalry, with the Dogs, it has been, it, it was a, a truly fun summer uh, out here in Calgary. Next up, we have the best coach. I'll let you take that one, Peter. Yeah, I kind of bounced around on this one a little bit. I did end up going um, Andy Reid. I think he was like, you look at Kansas City, they don't have a lot there. Uh, Aside like they have the, the best, one of the most talented humans to ever play football on Patrick Mahomes and maybe the best tight end ever in Travis Kelsey. But after that, they don't have a lot there, um, no. and you you see like the the play calls that they had in the Super Bowl that led to two wide open walk in touchdowns just with like a little bit of movement in the backfield and to be able to to maximize things to get this team to another championship, um, they're gonna have to earn it this year if they're going mm-hmm. to, to finish the job out in Kansas City, but. Um he he remains at the, the top of his game right now. Um he's gonna have to be, like I said, but he he was uh in the the lead up to the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl this year.
0: Yeah, you look at everything he had to work with. They don't really I mean, we talk about the receiving issues week after week on our respective shows right now, but you know, they were still there last year. Juju was their best receiver. Yeah, um, obviously it was a better Travis Kelsey, but the run game, you know, was starting to find its way there with Pacheco, but still, you know, was trying to figure itself out and then you had an injured Patrick Mahomes. So that was a lot of great coaching for Andy Reid to find another Super Bowl for himself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was a really really great job of being able to do that and then um yeah, like like you said like there's the people keep going out and it doesn't look as pretty, but here they are still on the verge of winning the division again for the like eighth year in a row. It's it's remarkable what he has done in the second act after Philadelphia.
0: Um great pick I went uh, to the women's game again and I went with Kim Mulkey from LSU mm. we talked about Angel Reese and we talked about all the great athletes in that team Kim came in and turned this program around to just a yeah. great level you know you're in the SEC which for so long was uh, taken over by Tennessee and those great Tennessee yeah. teams and now has gotten the SEC to a different level with LSU being the top dog there now and just a great run she you know she had a a nice run at Baylor, and before that she was at Louisiana Tech for a while, so it's um it's an absolute uh great run that she was able to do and pull off and you know taking down Caitlin Clark and that Iowa team, just a tremendous coaching job from the top to front and a hell of a recruiter too. the fact that she yeah. was able to bring in Haley this year as well to what's gonna make l s u and we've talked about the the, the big three but haley is uh, definitely in that conversation as well. So uh, I go with Kim Mulkey for my coach of the year.
1: Yeah, um, recruiting anyone um, to to a non-Tennessee SEC school had to be really, really difficult. And to to be able to now start to, because it's, I don't want to say it's easy to, oh yeah, just win one championship. Um, I I don't want to say that, but it's another thing to to build a consistent program. And it feels like that's what they have built now at LSU. And it, it doesn't look like they're going anywhere anytime soon.
0: And everything that started off the season with Angel, whether it was academics and imparent fighting and everything like that, I really admired how she handled that. And it's a non-story already. It could have been a way bigger story, but a
1: good coach makes that a non-issue. Yeah, yeah. Handled that one master class. Yeah. Uh, Best GM, Peter. I went Chris Young of the the Texas Rangers. Um, He he put together Mm -hmm. a team that that won the the World Series, uh, so that helps. But it was the way that this team was built. And, like, a lot of it is just they spent money. Um, But it it was, like, this team... They, they were kind of overachieving at the beginning. They have a ton of prospects. Like, they are probably a year or two early, uh, which is a nice thing to say about a team that just won a championship. But they recognize, like, hey, we, we got something here. Like, Seager's playing at an MVP level. Um, Simeon was, like, is a model of consistency always. And at least Garcia just hits the hell out of a baseball every time he's swinging. Um but the the pitching staff was maybe a little bit lacking. So goes out, acquires Jordan Montgomery. Um he makes a trade for Scherzer. It doesn't work. So he just adds more pitching. It was just it was a really great job in in being aggressive and consistently looking to improve your team and putting yourself in a position to win a championship. I, I thought he did the the great the, the best job of any GM doing that this year.
0: You as Arwa mentioned, for me, I went with uh, Kelly McCurman from the Vegas mm. Golden Knights. And yeah. you start this year off. We don't have a goalie. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, getting to do that, making the, making, being aggressive and getting the ankle trade done and all the other small moves, being an expansion team and getting to where they are as fast as they are, uh, just a tremendous run for Vegas. And again, like, you know, I remember those conversations at the beginning of the year, like, they don't have a goalie. It's <clears> not going to happen for Vegas. They missed the playoffs the year beforehand. Is the honeymoon over there for Vegas? Like, are yeah. they just going to know that this is not what's, you're supposed to happen you're supposed to have your struggles no it was a one-year struggle then they were back to being the Stanley Cup champion and I think it's one of the reasons was the way that he guided the way for them
1: yeah that, that's an excellent call and um like they they have been aggressive um to a point of being uh criticized for how aggressive they were and I I think that Um, A a lot of that, like, rightful criticism, right? Like, they they were kind of ruthless in that. But they have now found the mix that works uh, out in Vegas. And you you see it this year. They are – it feels like head and shoulders above a lot of the competition um, in the Pacific and in the Western Conference in general. And it is is—it is a tremendous job in team building. Like, books are going to be written about how the Vegas Golden Knights have built this championship team so quickly. Absolutely. Uh,
0: Best individual performance. Back to the women's – NCAA again surprise surprise uh I'm going back to LSU I'm going to Angel Reese because she comes in everyone is picking Iowa it is it's Caitlin Clark's world and we're just living in it she yep. was going to sit back and take it does the little John Cena, Tony Ayo whatever you want to call it now uh and had a, a, a performance for a lifetime and as you talked about too like the WNBA yeah it it's not gonna pay doesn't unfortunately pay as great as it should but those NIL deals they pay great and she yep. got herself an NIL deal off of that performance and made a name off of herself. You know, there I'm sure we're gonna talk about a lot of good individual performances because there was some good uh individual performances, but you don't see very much that someone has such a good in, uh performance that they get themselves paid and recognized to a level
1: that they weren't before. And that's why I went with Angel Reese. That that's a really, really good one. Um to, to me, that there was only one way to go. Um, and that was uh Max Verstappen this year in, in yeah, Formula One. Um yeah he he himself scored enough points that he could win the constructor's title um so like he he beat every team this year in Formula One um he was so dominant that even uh Checo who finished second second in the driver's title was so far behind that I was like, do we need to replace him like because the other guy has the same car and he's breaking records um and this guy isn't like what, what's wrong with him this guy who's finishing second to place every week it, it was uh, absolute dominance it, it kind of sucked a lot of the drama out of the the formula one season um but he was like th- this was one of the most dominant performances we have seen from anyone in any sport since like tiger woods uh so that was that that was where my brain went right away
0: first off just to kelsey does our f 101 podcast an excellent podcast like you he's a solo podcaster which that is bravery that is <laughs> that is uh that is not as easy as it, it looks people um but i i am not a big f1 guy but I, much like a lot of people like i have to watch vegas like the, the like the build yeah. up to everything i had to watch it and as soon as i watched I'm like okay so what's going on like i need to get in And it's like and i remember just thinking, like max is ahead, doesn't need to but hey it's pretty and the lights are nice
1: yeah yeah, exactly. And th- there was so much talk going in that one, right? Like they're yeah. they're starting it at one in the morning. It's gonna be colder there than any race in history that they they've started. Um it, are the tires gonna get traction? Why is there a manhole cover during practice that exploded yeah. a car? Um, like that there was so much negative around this. And then the race was fun. Um, like for everyone but Lando Norris, who who spins off of the track. Um, like it it was it's weird how this season went where yeah and max only won by eight seconds so that it made it competitive because normally he wins by 40 um it was it was a great like, at the end of the weekend it was a great maiden voyage into las vegas this round obviously they had it back in the 80s but um hopefully a few teams catch up next year and make it a little bit more competitive so that one guy doesn't uh pardon the pun lap the field um yeah. but yeah like that it's it's obviously a sport that is growing. Um, I, I think there maybe I think they learned a lesson from Vegas because like we were like it, it, it's right around my birthday. I think it lands on my birthday um, in 2024, and uh, my wife is all in on on F1 after the the Drive to Survive series, and yeah, so boy. we were like, oh man, like Vegas is my favorite town. Um, it's my birthday. It's Formula One. Let's go! And it would have been about ten grand for each of us, like to go. Um, so we 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 uh, got a hotel here and watched it as if we were in Vegas. Um, for two hundred dollars. But I think they're going to have to learn that that I think they're going to learn that that's that that was an unrealistic price point by the time the the race was coming around. Tickets that were five thousand dollars were fifty. So I I think that they will learn something from that. Um, and, and hopefully we get a bit more competitive season, but that, that's not that's not Max Verstappen's concern. He's just going out there and, and doing what he does.
0: Yeah, as someone that hadn't watched Drive to Survive but had heard all the positive buzz around it, the Vegas one was enough for me to be like, okay, next year I think I need to kind of know what's going on here because this was just exciting to yeah. just to, like this guy is just an absolute dominant. Like this is unheard of. And there's the way the broadcasters have their English accents and everything like that. And they're kind of you know chirping and joking the way that we would. In a booth, but but they're not sarcastic. Away in you a way, know, they are had their brisk British sarcasm that kind of goes over some people's heads with just how far ahead he was with everything.
1: Yes, yeah, they they definitely had their jokes with that, and it it is as someone who grew up on English commentary, it's a lot of fun to to see all of that. And I would recommend, like, I know you you are in on a lot of sports, and so I yeah. I, I don't think you you need like, hey, just fully engross yourself in an entire new sport. Um, but Drive to Survive holds up, even though like. It, it, it starts five or six years ago. You can go back and watch from the beginning um, and it, it still holds up as just a very good reality TV show and a very good entry point to to kind of, because like we're in the off season right now, blast, it's what my wife and I did, like just blast through it and get ready for the season. Um, it, it's still something that holds up right now.
0: Uh, best post-season performance. I guess like maybe next year, things are kind of the same thing, but there was a post-season performance too that I thought was just joker. Just yeah, every, everything he just did was you know he faced now that Laker team. Maybe I'm a little bit biased as being a Laker fan, but there's just shots that I would just watch and like, huh? No, yeah. what? Uh, and it, it was a competitive sweep, I like to say, and I'm sure like, and a lot of Laker <laughs> fans. But even then, when he faced the Heat, and you know, uh, talking to Jermaine, who uh, is the what brackets for the Surge and brackets for the Trojans a friend of the pod, uh, he would just like just like, things this guy was doing in the championship
1: was something like something he's ever seen before. So yeah, I'm going to give it to Nikolai Jokic. Yeah, you know, it's good when uh, you beat a team in four games and five games. And bo- after both series, like, yeah, but it was a competitive four or five games. You know, yeah. like that's that's the bar is that like you only got your ass kicked, kind of. Um, yeah, he, he was absolutely one of them, just to, to, to name another name um Corey Seager with the, the Texas Rangers mm. was unbelievable and with the one of the defining the moments of the, the postseason with that home run I think it was in game 1 um where he and just launches one into orbit and uh, gets gets the Rangers back into the ball game and helps lead them to a, a world series kind of establishing himself as uh, of mortal humans the best baseball player in the world uh, in the, the non Shohei Otani division uh best offensive player this year Peter uh it's funny we're talking about like a two-way player uh but i'm going i'm going with shohei uh well what what he does offensively um it's like he's hitting baseballs 495 feet uh it just it sounds different it looks different it is different and it's only half of what he does but he's the best at it best defensive player Uh, You've already brought him up, Uh, Miles Garrett. Um, Like, yeah, uh, just an an absolute beast and a game wrecker. Um, I will say it's an honorable mention this year because we've only seen him professionally for a few games. Um, But I I think we can just uh, pencil in Victor Wembenyana next year. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's the like OG trying to take it at him in the post was hilarious. Um, The the shot with LeBron absolutely knowing what he's doing um posing there a little bit before hitting a, a shot over victor there's not many people who are going to be able to to do that so yeah uh honorable mention to uh victor Wembanyama, who still feels like just a video game character come to life biggest upset in sports 2023 there was actually a few when, when i went over this one um and it's one of the ones where i have like a couple of things scratched out i did eventually go um miami heat over the the milwaukee bucks yeah. um just like Milwaukee, the one seed, Giannis, the best player in the world. Miami were basically dead in the water in the play-in. Like I, I remember when they lost that first play-in game. I did a podcast saying, "Like, look, Heat culture was fun. You guys had your moment. It's yeah. over. This thing needs to get blown up. It, it, it's old. It's not good." Oh wait, what, what's that? Um. Oh, uh, just beat the like the favorites to win the NBA title. Cool. All right, I'll shut up then. Um, it, it was. And it was just, it was so dominant and they just so demoralized that, that Milwaukee team. Now there were like, Giannis wasn't hundred percent for sure. Um, Coach Bud had a lot going on outside of uh, the, the basketball court as well, but still what they were able to do there, I, I thought made it the, the biggest upset of the year.
0: That's definitely one. Um, I want, I, I thought about this one, but I didn't think it was enough, but was Alabama beating Georgia. <laughs>
1: Mm -mm. which was
0: just like the ricochet effect of how it did upset people
1: (laughs) yeah like that that one what it the the chaos it caused is enough to to to, i I would say to to warrant that one i I like that a lot yeah so i i debated
0: that one but i ultimately went yours yours is definitely one i considered but i went with jacksonville coming back and upsetting the chargers to Mm. go to the next round of the playoffs
1: yeah that that's a really good one the like just like it, it, it so defines um, what the LA Chargers are, and I, I know you went on a, a bit of a thing on okay. uh, on one of your. I found shows a Charger point. fan. I found one. Oh, okay, yeah, I I, I know one. two. Like I okay. I know two, and one of them is rather vocal. Um, so I've I've never suffered from a lack of Charger fandom in my life, but I, I can certainly see where you're coming from. Um, but yeah, no, that like that 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 was such a defining moment for the Chargers uh, in, in an awful way. So I I like that one. Yeah.
0: Uh. There was, I mean, obviously March Madness had a few. I would some some would say that Iowa losing to LSU was technically an upset mm-hmm. to to some of them. Um I'm sure there's fans that were upset about their team, but we'll talk about that in a bit here. Um Best trade, but this is also best transaction as well. So if you think there's a signing that you kind of supersede in that, I don't think this year for the worst and the best trade, unlike past years, I'm like there wasn't any. All there was one transaction particularly that was a big one. Uh, and maybe yeah. that's the way you're going to go. But I don't rem- don't think we had like that jaw dropping trade this year. It's like, holy crap, that trade happened unless I'm forgetting something.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, I couldn't recall that one either. Um, like you go over all the free eight or all the, the trade deadline seasons and like there were there were trades. Uh, but th- there wasn't like th- this has shaken this sport to its core, I guess, like maybe Dame to the Bucks. Um, because that kind of spirals off a few things. Um, but I I went uh back to the world of baseball. I went and it it pains me as a Blue Jays fan, uh, but I went the Diamondbacks getting Guriel and Man, uh, Moreno. That, that's it. Um yeah, that, that which, supersedes what I have. 100%. Which like it turned turned them into a uh turned them into a, a championship level team immediately. And like I I am not as down on um I'm not as down on uh Varsho as other people are, but I, I do think that like that, that turned that team from, oh yeah, they're all right too. Oh, th- this is a, a a team that is legitimately going to make noise in the NOS and eventually just in the whole national league. That supersedes what I'm due. So I'm going to make that pick. That's when, you know, you have a good pick.
0: That <laughs> was the pick because the diamondbacks and you could put them in upset as well. Beating the Phillies. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, just a great run for them. And they just started to just kind of chuggle on and started to figure out pieces. And, and, you know, people on the blue Jays, I remember when that trade happened, it did happen like late December last year. And I just remember looking at it and be like, what the fuck? And I think I even texted you. I'm like, and you're like, yeah, I don't get it, but you know, we have to, Kind of see how it all plays out. And I, I'm not on low uh, on and Dalton as, as either. I think there is positive stuff there. Some of the raw numbers, not to be a baseball geek, some of the raw numbers are still really good. But obviously, Goriel, yeah. for example, was such a fan favorite for
1: the Jays. And they just re-signed him, uh, the D-backs, which makes that trade even better. Um, yeah. But- and, like, it, it, the, the, the frustrating thing with that, not to go on a Blue Jays tangent here, yeah. but the frustrating thing with that is that those guys – Ended up doing like exactly what the Blue Jays needed in the playoffs, like big hits at big times, uh where the Blue Jays got exactly none of those. Um, and so that's that that's why it stung all the more is that it it like, while Varsho filled a, a defensive need, and I think he's gonna be fine. Um, Guriel and Moreno like had major impacts this year on like actual winning baseball. They did. Uh I
0: looked at some of the trade deadline trades. One trade I thought was beneficial. Uh, was the Lakers just trading Russell Westbrook? Yeah. Beneficial uh, to both. Beneficial Lake. to both. It, it was Worked kind out for of him. a win-win for both uh, in the sense of they got Vando and they, and they got D'Lo. And now we'll see where that D'Lo piece leads to next year. I'm sure we'll be talking maybe about D'Lo on the worst or the best next year for whatever trade he is uh, a part of because that's going to be a big part. I mean, the Aaron Rodgers trade happened, but it's TBD. Yeah. On what that is, because we never really got to see it, but there wasn't that overwhelming. Like the Dame trade happened, but it's whatever, you know. And the James Harden trade, which man, I wanted that to be worst trade, but now I can't do it. I had it, no, I, I had, I was ready to make that worst trade as soon as it happened, but now, unfortunately, this year I can't make it the worst trade anymore. Um, yeah, but the the D backs one, Peter, that's 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 the
1: one because of how it affected <laughs> everyone going forward. Yeah, uh, best jersey. Uh, I went with the the Eagles bringing back the the Kelly green um, like that. That just, it looks correct. You know, and I, I like the the, the McNabb era jerseys and what they have now. I, I think their black jerseys are exquisite, but uh, both of us being Raider fans, uh, I think every team should have a black Jersey mm-hmm. um, and, and then like trademark the, the, the Vegas, Los Angeles, Oakland Raiders for it. But, Um, like going, with those retros auto mention to Seattle doing the same thing. Um, those were, by the way, yeah. Okay. Those those were superb jerseys this year.
0: Yeah. Those, both of those are great.
1: It kind of goes to the thing of like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And like, it it was surprising to me when they were like, oh yeah, teams will be able to use their retro helmets this year. I was just like, oh, I guess they really haven't been able to for a while. And it, it was nice. The teams really embraced that again. Yeah, it was it absolutely
0: it, I, i've seen that a lot of the. i mean the one that did piss me off i'm not going to make it worse jersey but i have a mini
1: tangent was what the titans did this week was yeah. bullshit yeah yeah i don't i don't like that i don't like like i understand why you're doing it um don't don't do it against houston that, that's like extra shitty and like carolina doing the heart for whalers jerseys i've it just it always feels uncomfy when when teams do that sort of thing like hey we're celebrating that we took your team from you um like i, I guess there are some teams that just like you know like the um even now you know the the, the los angeles lakers technically wear the minnesota lakers stuff all the time but uh you know a little we different did that
0: uh, we sorry i went full of bill bill simmons there um, <laughs> but we did that uh we wore the minnesota ones in
1: uh minnesota one time and i i'm like i don't like this this is BS. yeah yeah, like it's it's just like that. There's certain things you just like. You you have to understand you're being shitty right now, right? Like you you have to understand this is gross.
0: Uh, I'm not going to make those the worst because the jerseys themselves
1: are nice, but I was not happy with that. Uh, best play, Peter. Man, I. This is one of those ones where like in, um, in years past, unless I'm forgetting something, there's not a whole lot that I, that that stood out to me. Um, like the, the the first play that comes to mind, and it's not the best play of the year, but just this week, T Higgins with that touchdown on the sideline where he swings his arm back around and into the end zone. I've just never seen anything like that before. So I'm going to go, um, at the the world juniors i forget who all was involved but it was overtime in the gold medal game and the puck got stopped at the goal line um and then canada comes back and scores um so that uh, um this is very unofficial but that one is my play of the year unless there's an obvious one that i'm missing that i apologize for
0: um no you you pretty much landed it uh it it was hard this year there wasn't like you said there really wasn't that play to really go with um, I'm going to be kind of, I mean, a little bit, to, again, it kind of goes to back to Canada basketball to me. And mm-hmm. it was SGA shot, uh, mm. against Spain to give Canada the lead after being down. There was yeah. other good plays. I, I also, I'm back and forth on two. Panda Jack's interception last week was mm, yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> like I've <laughs> yeah. never seen anything like that, but, and Messi, a lot of them just feel like big moment type of things this year, rather yeah. than. Like that was an outstanding play. Like, um, yeah, Messi getting the goal uh, against uh, for uh, Miami and anything the Jokic had. And I'm, there's a million dunks that have had that happened this year. And again, I'm sure I'm missing one of those top plays that you're going to go and watch the uh, the Sports Center top play during Christmas. Be like, why it wasn't that one?
1: The, yeah, the- exactly. There's, yeah, there's we need, we needed to, to do out. this after that list came out, so I could I could just yeah. steal from that. Um, yeah. My Honestly, like, it's not a top play. My favorite play, I don't even know what league that was from, but it's a basketball highlight it has been going around. Guys driving into the paint. A dude who's, like, eight times his size blocks the shot. The dude who went in for the layup fell out of bounds. Guy who blocked the shot caught it and just tossed it to the guy who was laying out of bounds. So it's his team's ball anyway, and it's just a giant screw you to the guy. It was just, it was the biggest, like, yeah, you're nothing that I've ever seen on a basketball court in my life. I loved it. It Again, not the best play of the year, but my favorite play of the year. There was the one uh, preseason game with Wemby when
0: he like blocked a shot, came down, got like a three, blocked another shot,
1: came down, like got a dunk or something. And yeah. I was like, what am I watching? <laughs> yeah yeah and, and like um conor bedard had one in like it was at the rookie camp so it's whatever yeah but he walked like the whole team and then put it top shelf just other ridiculousness uh best moment peter best moment for me uh the we haven't talked about this a ton and uh maybe it deserves a bit more recognition than we've given it but like we've said that there's been a lot this year um shohei otani striking out mike trout to win the oh, world that baseball classic good. that is um, good like that's that's what I'll remember from 2023, and I I remember watching that highlight when I thought the Blue Jays were going to get him, and then watching that highlight when I knew the Blue Jays weren't going to get him. Um, <laughs> and it, it's two different emotions. I cannot explain to you how reckless I was going to be with my spending if the Blue Jays got Shohei Otani. Like I mean, the the white jersey, the blue jersey, the powder blue jersey, um, his Fighters jersey, his Samurai Japan jersey. Like all of that was going to be purchased. Um, and I, 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 I don't make it, I, I do not, I am not a financial position to be making those those sort of decisions, but I was gonna, um, but like that, just that moment, those two guys, the two players on the same team, finally going face to face, head to head, um, in the biggest spot, either of the, we've seen either of them in, in North America was just so freaking cool. That's
0: one of those, that is the top moment. I'll go a different just to be different, but that is the top moment. I, I will admit that was one of those social media moments too. That was just, this is the timeline deal with it. Yeah. Like it was everybody crossover in every sport, every athlete. And, you know, for baseball that is quote unquote dead from people. I was like, no, not, not, not exactly. Because this yep. is the world baseball classic and every, and people kind of were looking ahead to like, holy shit, we may get trout and Otani. And it was a sense of no one even cared who won the game at least here in Canada yeah um i'm sure it, around the world outside of japan and america we're like i don't even care i'm sure even some americans are like this would just be cool
1: too <laughs> like i don't want yeah. to i don't want trout to strike out but i want this matchup because holy crap that is cool and then for it to happen with two outs in the ninth mm-hmm. like it would it, like it would it would have lost a little bit if like nolan arenado comes up after and hits a home run um but because it closed out the tournament it was just it was so cool and then everything the next day it was like hockey needs to get a, a best on best world hockey cup uh, and like basketball. We, we need to take this more seriously and get our athletes in it. How can we get them to care this much about these games? Like every sport had their, okay, how do we do this? And it, it was cool as someone who like baseball is in the top two for me um, to, to have baseball have that moment again was really, really special for me. Again, and it's I'm why I'll say, never be able to hate Shohei. Sorry. Yeah. But I'm I just, I can't, hard. at least yeah. he's not in the AO. Right. If he would have been a Yankee, that would have been different. Like I'm gonna have no problem hating Yamamoto when, when he signs with the Yankees. Yeah. Um watch him sign with the Blue Jays before this uh this comes out. But uh yeah, I heard like, you
0: heard Peter, we're getting someone every day. First it's jealous, then
1: it's Louis Roberts
0: every yeah. single
1: day. Stop my dormant. Man, I remember um that it was the NFL Sunday before it all went down when that report came out that the Blue Jays were the favorite to get Soto. And I had a moment where I was like, Man, could you imagine if they got both? Soto and Otani I was Uh, like oh yeah you could just go like like uh Springer Soto Otani Vigio Vlad and there you're set you win the World Series and then I'm like yeah I'll know I'll be fine I'll 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 accept one and now it's like oh hey Cody Ballinger um but such is the life (laughs) um again I will
0: recognize Peter does have the moment but I'll be a little bit different I'm going Canada beating Spain and clinching their first Olympic bid since 2000 Again, as someone that's worked in Canada basketball, th- this was just a personal, personal and emotional one for me. I have not broke down very much watching a sporting event the way that I did for that of yeah. playing basketball, coaching basketball, broadcasting basketball, of refereeing basketball and being around this. And just for our community, I'm even getting emotional talking about it now again. Um, how important that was because we had been so bloody close. And when yeah. Jamal went down, there was a fear of like, oh no. It's it, this. We're going to have to do the thing where we lose to Venezuela next summer and do that. And even in that game when we're losing to Spain, it's like, well, I guess we're going to have to do this next summer. hey, we got Jamal and maybe we'll have Wiggins and Mathurin, And you're going through yeah. your mind. And then they did it. They, they yeah. actually did it. And they had a chance to, they have a chance now to go to Paris. And Chan, we've already talked about it all. But man, what a moment that was for everyone that was around Canada basketball, it's worth for Canada basketball and for the country at large.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, like I, I'm not as, as into it as, as you are just from like a professional standpoint, but as someone who, um, like played basketball all my life growing up, um, and then got into it, like was able to to call it when I was in college, um, and, and miss doing that. But, um, and then on the radio at 960, where I was finally able to bring it up in 19 when the Raptors are making their run. And uh, we, we did the watch along thing where people just watched me stress eat while the Raptors were playing the bucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was like to, to finally, to, to finally get that like kind of national recognition of this sport. That's awesome. And that we're pretty good at was, was really great to see. Absolutely. Uh, next
0: up, it gets to be a little personal here, Peter, uh, because we we work in this sporting world.
1: Yeah. Uh, what's your, favorite sporting moments that you were a part of this year uh the time the time I hit a home run in slow pitch no um for me I, I went back I, I wanted to make sure I had the the date right um it was May 31st for the dogs against Fort McMurray um it was a walk-off win they were down 4-2 in the ninth inning right I remember uh, they, that
0: call that was a they, good they call. come
1: back they come back and tie the game and then uh they, they get it on <laughs> the ball that gets thrown away at a first base in the 11th inning for the the, the walk-off win. Um, like selfishly for me, finally getting um, uh, able to do playoff games. Um, I, it's just the, the way things have worked out the last couple of years. I wasn't able to. I was kind of on the schedule too a couple of years ago and then had uh, what we would call in the industry a Menti B. Um, and then uh, now this year to, to finally get to some playoff games was really, really cool. But for for moments, it was a, a walk off win for the dogs uh, early in May that kept them undefeated. Yeah, that was good. I remember that call that day watching that and, and, and cutting it
0: and getting it up at me. I'm like, I need to get this call up for Peter immediately. <laughs> it's like, next home team live. I'm like, get this call, get this call. Yeah. Um, look, I got spoiled this year. Professionally, this is probably the best professional year I've ever had. Um, I have a quagmire of a decision to really go here. I have four uh, unbelievable moments. I was a part of this year Um One is close to my heart because it was my alma mater uh, with the Trojans winning the national championship. Uh, I got the privilege of watching the dogs call their second WCBL championship. I got to call the U15 uh, Alberta basketball championship. So, again, I was absolutely blessed this year. Uh, But for me, the pinnacle of my career so far as much as that state one does mean a lot and I am very privileged and Peter was nice enough to text me how, uh, how happy was my call. And that did personally mean a lot to me and professionally, Peter, when you did that. Um, it's the Canada West, uh, women's championship dinos and pandas. That game was, uh, I uh, meant a lot just because that's my sister's alma mater. She played mm. for them. And so it was this weirdly weird dichotomy of being a dino and one I didn't really care who won that game. I just wanted to call it a good game. Uh, yeah. But if the dinos won, I definitely professionally would have been very, very happy about that. But uh, Scott Edwards being on the other side and coaching my sister, he'd been at my sister's wedding, knowing how much he meant to her life and just we get to see all these pandas all over the place, all these uh, dino fans, basketball really hitting its apex at the Jack that day. And uh, it was uh, an absolute privilege. And right after that, I, jumped and watched uh got in the uh, child and drove to ambrose and then called saint beating saint mary's to win the cca championship that exact moment again i was absolutely blessed this year and i had a lot of moments but getting to watch that and watch scott edwards win his first canada west championship was an absolute privilege this year and and the dogs winning another wcbl champion again i was spoiled this year
1: yeah no that's awesome man well deserved
0: uh next up we get to go to the best game Peter.
1: Yeah, there's there's a few and like I I want to go the Super Bowl. Uh it's a one score game oh, man, a good and it was one. just it was such a great game but just that the penalty at the end kind of takes it from me. Um and so like maybe this game wasn't as good but we just talked about its ending. I'm going to go Japan against the United States in the uh the, the World Baseball Classic. Um It was just again to to have that sort of an ending, to have that kind of drama was just so much fun.
0: Uh, I'm again gonna be kind of cliche here. Canada versus Spain.
1: Uh yeah, Canada's down, they fight
0: themselves back, just an absolute back. And for Super Bowl is up there as well. The WCBL uh game three was a wild one of the dogs are up, the dogs were down, that was crazy. Um we had some really good, um, like I said, some of those Laker and Denver games were incredibly close this year, which is really mm-hmm. good. I even found um, Bucks and uh, Pacers in the in-season tournament. Oh, yeah. It uh, was a really good game. Probably yeah. the best game of the in-season tournament, uh, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Canada beating, uh, actually, yeah, Canada beating Spain, although Canada versus States was also really, really enjoyable as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's just nice to beat them, uh, but yeah, like what that game meant, and like for me personally, um, I was back home at the time, so I was able to watch the game with my dad, which was really cool. Um, got to to really really enjoy that. That was that that was really sweet. So yeah, I'll I will I will absolutely co-sign in yours. That's a that's a strong pick. Uh, biggest story, Peter. There's some yucky ones. Yeah, I went a positive one uh, with Good. this one. Um, it is, and maybe sports people won't necessarily like it but there is no sports story on the planet this year that has been bigger than Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Um, like that's the one. Yeah. Like it's transcended sports. It has, it's the last frontier that the NFL hadn't really got into and that's the Swifties and that they were, they were finally able to, to break through on that barrier. Um, like you have Taylor Swift, who's the most famous human being on the planet. Um, you have Travis Kelsey who is just like, likable marketable very good at what he does all of those sorts of things like just kind of this perfect combination that has created this perfect storm around the sports world i was
0: joking uh because again as we mentioned raider fans i'm like my raider is gonna my raider christmas is gonna be spent with taylor swift because i (laughs) even watching the game this week against the pats it was like travis kelsey shot taylor swift shot travis kelsey shot taylor swift shot so there's no way she's not going to be at the christmas game no and here I am going to be, and you are. I don't know if you're as delusional as I am. Like, well, there's still a chance. Like, it happened in 20, 2021. <laughs> like, if we went out, yeah. we got this chance. Um,
1: and and they've averaged here, like... 31.5 points a game in the last two. So, like, exactly. anything can happen, right? <laughs> exactly. So, I'm going to be, you know, hoping for some playoff
0: potential for my up-and-down Raider team, which I can't wait to get to the worst of because I'm sure they'll be on that side. Um, especially one personal individual in that. Uh, but this has just been, it's just been nonstop, right? Rather you like it or you're not. And it, it's completely changed the the rating system for the NFL. The NFL seen bigger ratings than it's ever seen. It kind of it goes back to before she was dating Travis of the halftime show and not being Taylor. And everyone's yeah. like, why is this not Taylor? Why is it Usher? All respect to Usher. who I'm sure will be great. But he was like, it's, it seems like it's time for Taylor. And and now kind of, you know, taking t- uh, Kelsey to another one. And even the TikToks of the wife's being like, he made, she made Travis Kelsey. No one knew who he was, which yeah. is super entertaining for a little bit. It is, it is the biggest sports story because it, it went into the sport, to the entertainment world. It went globally, right? Your mom yeah. or your friends or whoever that didn't know who Travis Kelsey was. Now he is a known person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like he, he's a great representation because there's a lot of shitty dudes in sports and it feels like he's not one of them um and so that's kind of awesome as well like uh, what was it chasing kelsey or whatever it was uh aside yeah. um and like the the podcast like those guys have hit the podcast at the exact right time like it's just it's all been this perfect storm uh around that and yeah it's, it's the biggest story in sports it's probably the biggest story in like taylor swift is the biggest story in entertainment and he is at least a part of it i suppose yeah it uh, that's 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 the one to go with uh when it came down to it, Peter, who is the best male athlete this year? Man, this one was kind of difficult because um, mm. there there are a lot of great performances. Um, I do have to go Nikola Jokic um, for just that's how well team. he played in the the, the NBA's postseason. Um, like, just no one was no one was that much better than everyone else in their sport. The, the Nikola Jokic.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I wish we could go on and on about it, but that's mine as well. It, it's Jokic. Yeah. I mean normally sometimes you have a great tennis performance or a great golfing performance and there was but not like the overwhelming that you see in the past and as good as otani was jokic yeah. ended up walking away with a championship at the end of the day
1: yeah and i think like could have gone max verstappen in, in this spot as yeah. well but i, I just think uh um, yeah i already gave him his flowers and so to to, to throw this one and yeah Jokic i think gets it where'd you go for best female um, I, 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 am kind of mixing it up a little bit, uh, just if nothing else, I felt like this team deserved some representation this year on this. So I went Aja Wilson from the, the, the Vegas aces. Um, mine too. I, I, yeah, I had it written down here. Um, what was it? Uh, 42 and seven combined this year between regular season and playoffs. Pretty good. Um, yeah. Jeff and Gundy joked like, are they going to go undefeated this year? And he wasn't that far off and she was the best player on the team. So I, I think you you have to go with that one
0: you got to remember too, that this is the Vegas night scene. Yeah. They have Kelsey plume and they have all the talented players that they have. They didn't have Candace Parker.
1: Yeah. Wild. Well, just like, they might've gone undefeated. Um, just, yeah. Wow. Your most
0: anticipated event of 2024.
1: Uh, I'm going to go, um, with the, uh, I'm going to go in the fight world and I'm going to say UFC 300, um, that that's coming up this year. Um, it, it feels like, Dana White has been kind of reinvigorated a little bit the, the last uh, couple of months. Um, he, the, the UFC kind of runs itself now and he doesn't have to put the, the full weight of the UFC machine behind things anymore. And so he's dabbled in the the slap fighting thing. And he's obviously had his issues uh, away from the UFC at the the start of the year um here in 2023 and that's it, it's made it a little bit difficult at times but now you could see how excited he was when they they acquired uh Michael Venom Page from uh from Bellator and now PFL and they're they're planning a, a show at the Sphere UFC 300 he was like saying that the first fight on the prelims is going to feel like a main card pay-per-view fight uh it feels like he kind of has his promotional swagger back and so I think they're going to absolutely try to deliver here in in 2024
0: and that is going to be promoted to high hell because that's the week um, after WrestleMania. So that I think will be the first time you see TKO really cross-promote in a way that we haven't seen TKO and WWE and UFC all pollinate yeah. together. That yeah. will be the big week. We will see a lot of UFC 300. You will see fighters in the front row.
1: Dana might actually get a front row seat. Oh, yeah. Oh, there will be promotion. And I wonder, like, there has been talk um, I, I know the WWE ring is sacred, um, but there's been talk of of um, advertising there. I wonder if there is a bit of a, a UFC 300 a logo shock. somewhere, somewhere on that that uh, that that canvas there. Um, I, I'm also just like the UFC in general. I feel like to to kind of get Dana like back into the swing of things, and because they are with the WWE now, who do the big events still better than anyone? Uh, with all due respect to to AEW going to Wembley this year, um, I wonder if the UFC. And with TKO now, I wonder if they start to, to branch to bigger arenas and, and try to, to fill them up that way. I wonder if that's something we start to see them do here. But that's now I'm I'm off on tangents. So uh we can move no, on
0: to this. I, I I on that point I think it's a good point because I do think we Ari and uh nikon have kind of brought up that point of, you know, maybe you have a WWE show in the morning and then the UFC show at night and the double side you have there i almost thought when we had that australia show is coming up for elimination chamber i thought that was maybe the opportunity to do the first one for that but i think wrestlemania is when they're gonna go full force and really have people at the hall of fame people at mania and really go forward and maybe we'll have elon musk and mark zuckerberg i don't know
1: (laughs) well and like you see like the the wwe uh reportedly signing ken shamrock to a legends contract yep i wonder if he gets um wwe hall of fame it's a ufc tie-in and it's like all all of those things like that there's a lot there but like um again just to go on a a tangent like they they had the best year they've ever had in mexico i think you could run something pretty big in mexico this year uh they have two um champions from england right now i think you could do something big in england they are always big in ireland you you could do something there The, the canadian stars are lacking right now um, but you, you could at least do something in Canada. But I, I think there are there are big shows to be had across the world. And I think them being partnered with the WWE, who are still the undisputed kings at that, is is only going to mean good things in that world, anyway.
0: And on top of that, you're going to have the Connor stuff. Right? Connor hasn't fought forever. uh yeah. Again, not a fan of the human being particularly, but like it or not, he has drawing power. Uh, will they dare think that Ronda Rousey is still a draw? and try to be go in that realm. I hope not either. And like it, for you, what do you think that main event of that show is?
1: Man oh man. Um it's tricky because like none of the champions right now aside from John Jones, none of them really feel like they're on that level. Like Izzy maybe could have been, um but but losing to Sean Strickland is really difficult. And so like the the John Jones injury makes it challenging. It, he would be the, the obvious one to go with. Um, I think Connor against Michael Chandler is probably the biggest name that, yeah. that you're going to have there in terms of what the, the main event is actually going to be. I, I genuinely, I don't know what they could do right now that would feel worthy of that kind of stage at this moment. I mean, in, in a different world, we get an aging machine and we just do Brock and Theodore finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be fun. I mean, hey, yeah, it brought, Brock against Daniel Cormier. Let, let's roll it out there. Uh, <laughs> I, it I, it I remember I've seen videos now for whatever reason that was popping up on my TikTok how they were hyping things up. That might have been getting ready for UFC 200. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that was that was a wild time. Like I I do think they're going to go all out with this, but I I don't know I, I don't know who they have right now that kind of feels like the champion who could represent that card in the way that you would expect.
0: Yeah, it feels the UFC, we talked about this on our combat show the other day, feels like they are have a lot of, like, really good uh, stars, but they don't have that Ronda, Connor, yeah, type of star right now.
1: Yeah, and it's, I think that's part of, like, I don't think Dana White has been as all in on this as maybe he has been in the past. Like, I, I don't think he's asleep at the wheel, um, but, like, this, the UFC machine has not been behind guys like uh, Makachev, or Volkanovsky the, the way that they they maybe should be because those like those were two gigantic fights this year and it was just like okay whatever like they have they have a lot of fighters right now who fight fans adore but in terms of like that big mainstream draw they they haven't it feels like they've missed a cycle with that right like we we cycled from the GSPs and the John Joneses into the Ronda's and the Connors into kind of the, the the Israel Adesanya's uh Daniel Cormier's and now we, we've swum back around and it's, well, can Connor still go? Like we, we've missed missed—we've yeah. missed a step somewhere along the way of, of building these guys up. And so I think that that should have been a bigger priority this year, but I think it's going to be a big priority for them now going forward.
0: I think there was really three you could do with this, because there is like three game changing events. This was one of them, uh, Paris Olympics which was mm-hmm. one I really went with. And then the other one was the Euro Cup, which is what I went with. Um, because I'm an England fan and I like to be tortured, and the last time (laughs) we're in the Euro Cup, I was tortured. Um, so hopefully, this is the one who knows, maybe it's been back to back. Uh, This is the self but personal side, just rough cups for England of the missed penalties and then the missed uh PK by Harry, um, which means ages ago. And I just want to watch one World Cup or Euro Cup England victory with my granddad before he's no longer with us. So yeah. I'm just hoping that number one, we can get to Euro cup and then we can at least enjoy that victory together. Cause I watch all the matches with him. So hopefully we can get to it. But uh, the last Euro cup we had England or not, I thought was absolutely phenomenal. We had a really yeah. good world cup uh, a year or so ago and Paris, obviously too. I think we're, we're shaping up for a really fun Paris Olympics. Yeah. Uh, you know, Simone Biles, obviously, you know, get to see everything with her and knew some get to, seems like we have a, a new uh, energy to the track side of things and the swimming side of things that we've had before. We still have the dominant names there, but, and then obviously for basketball this year, it's yeah. going to be unbelievable, especially with the American Joel Embiid, <laughs> I wish there was a category for most annoying thing I could go with that, that it, I haven't been annoyed about a, a Olympic decision this much since Brett Hall on mm. the American hockey team. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. So we've been positive. Let's get let
1: uh let's get negative for a little bit here, and wrap get to the other side. What's the worst moment of the year for you? Um to to turn this like very dark very quickly. Um, I think it was uh, Adam Johnson passing away on the ice, um, taking yeah. a, a skate blade yeah. to the neck um, and like it just uh, absolutely horrendous um, and like just so, so sad. And like some of the, the discourse around it has obviously been very frustrating, um, as a lot of discourses are. But yeah, that, that one to not not to like bring things to a screeching halt or anything like that. But that was just that that's one that like it. it I, I, there's nothing worse than that for me
0: that was mine as well i i remember seeing it on uh social first but like, right yeah and you and you always you know you always have the the fear of it right and then in your mind is like how is this hap- not happen more often yeah and but and yeah, then also just like, luck why did it basically have to happen? yeah just luck and you're just like but why did it have to happen this is terrible this is horrible yeah. and and it's also like what are preventable things we can do for this it's kind of hard you know, when you're yeah. in a sport where one part is literally a knife that's on the, on the ice.
1: Right. Yeah. They're, they're skating around on literal razor blades. So what, what can you do with that? Uh, it, it is very tricky for sure. So
0: yeah, that's, that is the pick there. Um, and it's, it was an absolute devastating one that yeah. uh, again, that's one of those things too, that people that you know, they don't even roll sport. They were talking about.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It was, it was everywhere for a few
0: days. Worst coach? We may be some pedico in this one. Uh, To me, there's one coach that goes above and beyond that was just ruined ruined a team's year. Ruined a team that was a playoff team. Ruined the last two years of a team. And that's Josh McDaniels to me. (laughs) Just an absolute joke uh, of a head coach. Uh, Cost the Raiders a game against the Bears because he refused to put Aiden O'Connell in against them with mm-hmm. Brian Hoyer when everybody knew that was the wrong choice, costing the game against the Steelers this year on a terrible call, costing the game against the Chargers when all they had to do was run it in. You you look where the Raiders are in the standings right now, and there is two games that, you know, there's always the analogy of like, well, if I was playing Madden, this is what I would do. But this is like, this is not just a Monday night quarterback uh, situation. This is very obvious stuff and as Raider fans I know you can share my uh frustration this settling for that field goal against Pittsburgh and when they should have just ran the ball against the Chargers those were two layup of wins that were just sitting on a silver plate for them but just had consistently terrible coaching and to see the overlapping change when Antonio Pierce comes into that locker room it's day yeah. and night of a culture that just did not like this guy did not want to play for this guy and we saw it in Denver and you should have known. and you saw it, the Colts dodged a bullet but still kind of had to deal with Frank Reich so they still had to deal with a bad coach anyways it, it it you know as a Raider fan I have dealt and you have dealt with a lot of bad coaches and I don't have yeah. we don't have nearly enough time to give you all the coaches that we've dealt with with bad coaches but there's been a lot of them nerve turner is up there Callahan who took over after Gruden probably one of the worst ones of calling the same plays that Gruden did and cost them a Super Bowl because of it um but this guy just an absolute dipshit
1: yeah and uh, like it it was never a hire I was on board with um it was incredibly frustrating and just like you you took it it wasn't just the, the coaching like it was the roster construction as well you took a team that yeah like went to the playoffs and kind of just like gutted it and brought it down to nothing and it was like like Derek Carr, I think this year, it looks pretty obvious in new Orleans. He's kind of cooked. Um, but you you get rid of Derek Carr specifically to like free up the cap space to do other things. And then you just spend all of that money and more on Jimmy Garoppolo. Like that was a poor decision. And so, yeah, like it is, he, he is certainly up there. Um, he was an honorable mention for me. Um, quite frankly, like I, I think a coach who did less with more, uh, Brandon Staley also up there for the, the chargers. Um, speaking of ruining a playoff team, that chargers roster, I still think is really good Um, and that they have consistently underperformed, but I'm going to go with a coach and this, this one may be, um, I I might lose out on this one on a technicality. I'm going to go with a coach who didn't coach this year. Mike Babcock, uh, the coach for the, yeah, the coach for the Columbus Blue Jackets until he wasn't. But he ran a couple training camp things, so it counts. Um, he gets hired. Apparently, he wanted to look through every player's phone, and they were like, well, that's weird. And everyone just kind of agreed and fired him. And now he's probably never going to come back again. So um, good riddance uh, to to my uh, worst coach of the year, Mike Babcock.
0: Yeah, that was weird. Uh, again, it's yeah. one of those things I hear is like he wanted to do what? What now? And I, I was even surprised when he came back. I think a lot of people were... Yeah, surprised to hear that Babcock was back at the helm there and yeah that was just bizarre yeah, yeah. that's a that's a great pick I, My mine may have been a little more personal <laughs> <Might talk that laughs> maybe yeah but
1: yeah it's not maybe, a bad maybe pick just ch- no 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 not at all
0: not a bad one there there is actually quite a few back coaches and it seems like a lot more of them are in the
1: NFL yeah Yes. There, there's a lot of bad ones in the NFL right now. Like there's a lot of bad quarterbacks as well, but I I think that there's been this, this rush to just like get the the next offensive mind. So it's just like, yeah, that guy, you, you, come on, let's do this. Um, You went with Brady. Sure. Like they're just, they're looking for just one little thing and it's, okay, well we found it. Let's get that guy. Um, And then you look at um, D'Amico Ryans who doesn't fit that mold at all, but he might win coach of the year. The Texans might win the division. Um, So I think teams being a bit short-sighted has led to some just dreadful hirings.
0: I mean, next year, right now, the sexy name for is Ben Johnson, right? Everybody wants Ben yeah. Johnson. Yes. And it's like, I mean, I and I hope he works. I hope that I'm like, hey, Ben Johnson worked. I mean, as a Raider fan, I personally would like to keep AP right now because I think it's with him and Champ at the helm, everything kind of seems to petticoat and balance in the yeah. organization is all i want and i don't think people <laughs> understand they're like oh you wouldn't want ben johnson or harbaugh i'm like just want calm
1: yeah just not hectic that's that's all i yeah. want we're uh, at a point with the raiders where we're celebrating They're playing hard so I, yeah. I will take that for a bit
0: yeah i not to kind of derail it to a raider pod but everyone's like you don't want the pick i'm like for what <laughs> to get alex yeah. leatherwood like i yeah. just i want to win out keep the coach keep the gm because the players like them, and then let's just go into the off season and figure it out
1: yeah like this like there's so many bad teams like what's losing out going to do right like it's uh, you you're get not getting the... Caleb you're not
0: getting Drake you're not getting Marvin everything no. else is a crap shoot
1: yeah get the fourth best quarterback in the draft I'm good man like yeah, yeah no i I agree uh worst team I'll take this
0: one um I mean it's the team that just won't let their fans have wing stop it's the Detroit
1: Pistons. Yeah, that's mine as well. Nine wins in the calendar year of 2023 between last year and this year or last season and this season. Nine. It's, it's man, I could almost do them for letdown team two because there's talent. There is that's talent the thing. on
0: this team.
1: That's the worst part of this. They're not even trying to be bad. You know, like they're, they're not trying to be like championship contender, but this was supposed to be, okay, we've got the guys. Let's let's start out of this. And now it's it's awful. I thought they were playing team. Mm-hmm. I thought they were playing team and they brought
0: in Monty Williams this year to a big contract. Kate was back. I yep. love Jaden and Ivy Durant's good. Wiseman showed glimpses. I like Isaiah yep. Stewart. There's guys I like on this team. Donovan
1: will,
0: will be good. Until he's 100. Like, yeah. Like I was like, do I, do I know basketball anymore? Do I know?
1: talent? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's bad. It's really, really bad. I like to, um, on the day we're recording this, I was on 960, and I, I actually did a segment today. Like, Hey, is it okay to just quit being a fan of a team like forever, just because of how bad they are. Cause that's how bad this Pistons team is. Is -hmm. that like, you could legitimately be like, yeah, I, I would like it if they won more than two games in a year. So I'm going to cheer for the Pacers now.
0: Yeah. It's man. It, it, luckily for them they have the lions which is a weird sentence to say <laughs> but luckily for Detroit fans they have that and I don't know what the fix is because I thought when Cade came back yeah this will be maybe they won't be a playoff team they're going to push for the play-in and I did not think they would be this bad and the thing is there's no gold at the end of the rainbow this year unless you just make the you know the franchise decision that if we get the first pick no matter what we're going to do we're going to take Bronny
1: the lure LeBron yeah which i don't think is the way to go about things quite honestly um but like and the thing is the 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 other part of it too is they did bottom out for for wemby last year and they probably would have been the most fun wemby team you know like to to, to have cade and wemby pick and roll a thousand times a game would have been so much fun um instead he goes to a team with no point guard and now this team has a point guard and no nothing else
0: yeah and it's good too again there's talent on this team it's it's Complete. It, it's completely frustrating uh, for me to
1: to watch this team. Yeah. Um, the the biggest letdown for a team, Milwaukee Bucks, for me. Um, like to, to the one seed, you have the best player in the world. Um, I I just like to to, to go out in that fashion, and then like there, there's a talk like, oh man, is is Giannis going to sign? They they go out and make a big trade. And like, I, I like Lillard and I think they have still yet to fully unlock what that offense could be um, out there, but they, they've they kind of changed their identity and they don't really know what they are yet. And while I love Aiden English as an assistant with the, the Raptors, this feels like a lot for his first coaching job and maybe it'll turn around, but it's just at no point has this felt like, okay, the bucks have both hands on the wheel and everything's fine. It, it's kind of just been a year of just half. Ah! Um, and that's not how you want your organization to feel
0: you kind of talked about them earlier and it is the LA chargers. Mm. Yeah. That's a good uh, one. I've just like, what am I missing? I mean, I, I had the rant that we had on the, on the seven K pod on Monday. Leo Mack is back. Leo Mack's having one of mm-hmm. his best defensive seasons. I mean, Mack Williams gets hurt, but Austin Eckler's still great. Keenan Allen was having a good season. You have a, a good quarterback and Justin Herbert. Like, this is not a team that should be sub 500 right now. And you have a good defense there. It's, and you're in a,
1: in a city too, where no one cares about you, which yeah. is even, makes they even are so worse. irrelevant there. Yeah. yeah. And the division's there, right? Like, I mean, it's not for them now, but the the, the chiefs have not been the, the chiefs in capital letters this year. No. Like the, the division, they very easily could have Miami would this thing and have that division kind of wrapped up by now. And instead they're, they're looking for answers and they're, they're going to look for a big time head coach to, to try to come in and steal some headlines out there in LA um we'll see but man yeah it's it's tough out there right now
0: yeah it it's it's there's there's a few other ones and to a degree like the bucks were on my list uh for sure i wanted to do the damn clippers but they they're, they're playing well they're yeah. playing well so i couldn't do i couldn't do the clippers uh the worst jersey um i'm just saying pretty much any nike city edition <laughs> for the nba yeah yeah there's that's, a lot that, of bad that's, ones
1: that's fair um just the NHL going to fanatics in general. Um, I don't know if yeah. you saw the the picture going around of the uh, Detroit Red Wings retro jersey where the Iserman number nineteen was down on the like piping, like the oh, the, no. the wrap around on the bottom. Um, so just like the NHL in general. But if I if I'm going to pick one specific one, uh, it yes, is going that. to be the Edmonton Oilers uh, heritage classic jerseys. Those I I hated those, and they went with the classic. Oh, we're, it's the heritage classic. So let's go with brown gloves and brown pants. Um, I'm sure it like, I think someone said, oh, it's a reference to whatever, whatever, whatever. You could just not, right? Like, I I don't think anyone's going out and, oh, wow, it is, what a cool reference to the Edmonton such and suches of the 1800s. Like you can just not do that. Just make a jersey, like the the Flames, I think did pretty well with theirs. Uh, Edmonton suck. Uh,
0: Mine, I am going to go just with one. And it was a, it was a tough one because there's some really bad ones freaking hate these wizards district jerseys yes so ugly you had the cherry blossom ones last year that were so awesome perfect yeah and it kind of goes we're i'm gonna get ready to bury the wizards here in a little bit so i won't go too off just now um but they they are so bad and they had the picture yesterday with coos and pool i'm like these are just gross i also don't like the spurs ones as well spurs with orange is
1: weird yeah yeah i don't like that one um atlanta's blues i don't like yeah i don't um, either i hate the denver one as well with the number i don't like that and they the can't America. keep some of them like miami was yeah. all the miami vice ones were perfect and quite they frankly are. the miami vice ones should just be miami's jerseys um like they got those but then it's like oh well we need a new one every year and so now it's like the, the paper cutout letter things that are are dumb um and like the, the raptors like the, the gold the all gold this year is okay um but they've had like some couple the the like they they have the Raptors triangle thing, um, and having that in black and gold in the OVO stuff, perfect, fine, love it. But th- they keep having to come out with new ones, and they all kind of keep sucking. Yeah, yeah, and, and
0: that's the thing with the Raptors too. The Raptors were close, and I was like, okay, I get it. Drake's part of your team. Can we move yeah. on? <laughs> like yeah, something yeah, can else. We do,
1: can we do something purple or a blue and white Huskies. or something? Huskies, like, like, like Huskies
0: yeah. or like something like this. I, I'm I'm over like yeah, I get it. Drake plays for your team or it's, yeah. it was a part of your team i get it
1: cool yeah no i agree yeah uh
0: worst transaction i'll go in this one uh i look at it as a team it was kind of a lose-lose trade and it's the jordan pool chris paul trade oh that's a good one because holy crap jordan Poole is bad oh He's so like, bad yeah it's i mean as someone that got to root against him in the divisional Divisional last year matchup with the Lakers and the Warriors. Every time we take a shot, I'm like, "You keep on doing that, Jordan." Yeah, Appreciate yeah, it, buddy. By all means, yeah. And now just watching Wizards basketball on League Pass, which I rarely do unless they're facing a good team. It is yeah. just comical. Like this is this is a guy that just doesn't get it. And yeah. you know, I I, we've, I could go about the list of players I've seen, but it's a guy that thinks the 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 world revolves around him in a way that maybe I haven't seen since Monta Ellis.
1: But Monte Ellis was good, and yeah, this guy. Mont- go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I'm interrupting for no reason.
0: Uh, this guy just the, the slip the other day <laughs> was alone, and you can you. I we're not even halfway through the season yet, and I could already give you probably six to five minutes of bad Jordan Pool play.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's awful. Like the like. St- like driving in and then dribbling around and stopping up for an open three and, and getting it kind of blocked and all like just it, it's all terrible and like monte ellis like yeah he he had this idea that the world revolved around him he also like played for an offense that put up like 150 points a night um yeah. and what was eventually winning games in in golden state um and i am i am forever a monte ellis uh super fan absolutely love it um so yes I, I i i will always defend the great honor of monte ellis yeah um right. yeah my my worst really trade... quickly peter the yep. other side of that too chris
0: paul's been fine for the warriors but they're just soulless they're just a yeah. soulless organization now and i i don't know what what they are they're falling apart like you had this piece of that jordan Poole trade that was a trade asset for some people that thought hey this is a young guy that maybe we can work you could have gone to the Hornets. And yep. a sign and trade with PJ Washington and Gordon Haywood. That would have brought in a different economy to your team. Instead, you tried to roll the dice with Chris Paul. And we all said, oh, surely they're not going to do this. Like, yeah. they're smart enough not to have this. Bob Myers isn't walking through that door anymore. It's the GM. Mike Dunleavy's there now. And they they figured they'd roll it out with Chris Paul and Steph. And it's just been really weird. And we're starting to see the fall in the Warriors. Bad drafts. Not taking Franz. And uh, some other bad drafts on them. From yeah, the high ball high as button. well.
1: Yeah, not taking ball and taking Wiseman, uh, taking Wiseman affected it, but that trade was 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 doo doo. It's kind of the end of it, right? Like it, it does feel like it's coming down to the end now. Steph with an all time performance uh, the the other night, like he he's going to drag this team kicking and screaming. I still oh, think yeah. they make the play in, um, but yeah, yeah that I just feel. doesn't feel like that. The the Warriors of old. That is one hundred percent. It feels like the old Warriors. Yeah where are you going sir i'm going to the nfl um and it is the carolina panthers trading for the first overall pick to to get Bryce young that's really bad um whenever you trade for the first overall pick and then um land in a spot where you would have also had the first overall pick it's it, it it's bad um and then when you look at it they basically right now Um, as it stands and I, I feel pretty confident they're going to be the, the, the first overall pick by the time things are done, they will have traded basically, um, Kaelin Williams or Caleb Williams, sorry, uh, DJ Moore, um, the ninth overall pick, which turned into Jalen Carter, um, Uh and then a 2023 second and a 2025 second. So, uh, Caleb Williams, Jalen Carter, DJ Moore, um, for Bryce Young yikes that's that's a problem that's the that, Panthers that's a what
0: problem. one second of lead this
1: entire year like oh sorry 1.5 yeah uh, times of the lead this year <laughs> yeah it's it, it's awful there and like i i don't i don't think it's all on bryce um he hasn't looked good like it, it feels like he starts his reads by the time he gets to the start the, the top of his drop like it's step 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 okay what's out there and then he's getting a hell beat out of them um but the offensive line is bad the weapons around him are bad they need to invest around him which i mean having the first overall pick probably would help um but yeah it's it's really really bad in carolina right now and this trade is going to go down like probably along with like the um the the washington trading um all these picks for for rg3 uh there's gonna be some other ones but like yeah it's it's gonna be one of the, the worst ones ever i think by the time we're all yeah, said and
0: done that's a that's a great one too I, I think those were the two worst trades this year i think we nailed
1: yeah those. yeah i think so yeah uh, again there wasn't like this year there
0: wasn't like the the rudy gobert or like the russell wilson although that's maybe okay now but there wasn't and even the rudy gobert one, it's like maybe this is okay now there wasn't like this <laughs> albatross
1: trade that happened uh this year i would say yeah. the
0: worst one is the blue jays not getting otani
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. Yeah. The, the worst trade was Soto uh Soto going to the the Yankees because he didn't go to Toronto. Uh worst game. Uh
0: there's a there's a few choices on here. Uh and I guess this is kind of personal preference. There's some I mean, the some there's some bad Carolina games this year, for example, some really bad uh Thursday night football games. I went to the in-season tournament Lakers and Pelicans. Um, okay <laughs> like hey yeah this is gonna be everything this game's gonna be great it's Zion first LeBron and it was just nothing yeah it was like that's fair absolutely nothing of what Adam Silver had hoped for this and really they only got one good game out of this entire kind of Vegas side of things I think the NCAA tournament as a whole was successful I'm yep. still I not sure if we should have we again uh, the Lakers should have worn uh, put up the banner or not. I'm still mixed on that because, you know, what Kobe said in the past. But, you no, know, for some guys like Austin Re- Re- Rivers and them that never won a championship, I get it. But, man,
1: that game was done within the first quarter, and it was just not an enjoyable basketball game after that. Yeah. I, I am pro banner, by the way. I'm um, not like uh, like the, the Lakers shouldn't put up division banners or conference banners, but it's like they won a, a tournament that featured every team in the league. Uh, it's not what's... the biggest one, but it, it was a, a tournament that everyone played in and they won it. So like um, soccer teams celebrate the FA Cup. They, they, they're they allowed to celebrate this one. Um, people, especially in 2023, where like the world is burning and there's wars everywhere and like everything's too expensive. Celebrate victories, man. Enjoy it. Like the, the more people are having fun with things, uh, the, the better. Um I'm going a bit of a different route. Honorable mention to the Jets-Giants game this year that if all the players were... Oh, God, that's a good pick. It's an honorable mention for me. That was Um, so bad. But yeah, if all the players were wearing leather helmets, it would have made more sense. Mine... It is, uh, it's not technically a game, it's an event, and it's barely sports, um, but it's the Logan Paul, Dylan Danis, and KSI fought uh, someone, um, and that was, I feel like, and I know Jake Paul came back, but he fought a legitimate boxer, uh, well, a legitimate boxer, Um That felt like the tipping point of these celebrity boxing things. And Mm -hmm. and it it felt like the, okay, we're done with this now. Like, these fights sucked. The buildup for this was stupid. Um, None of this was fun. Why are we still doing these things? And now, like, you you hear uh, Logan Paul say, "Yeah, you know what, I think think I'm going to focus more on the WWE now um i I think that was by design so um i like this it was truly atrocious i feel so bad for someone who spent any of their hard-earned dollars on on this uh because it was it was that bad and it was the first time where like i i i don't like the paul brothers um they're they're not my cup of tea i understand the the draw for a, a lot of people to them um but like i just i can't get behind it but like this was the first time where i I think even people who are on their side were like oh this is bad this is really really bad and we need to stop these immediately
0: you would like this week's south park episode then
1: oh good i am so behind i need to do a lot of binging of south park i need to get caught up on a whole lot of stuff yeah this week's episode was quite good for that
0: um i'm going to change my pick to the giants and the jets one (laughs) <laughs> is that game I it set the sport before.
1: back like that there, there was oh that yeah. was so bad
0: uh but that paul one is great uh biggest heartbreak this year peter
1: it's the jays not getting otani um it's i don't i don't care let's be personal yeah like and it's not if it would have happened a week before then it wouldn't have even crossed my mind right like it would have been like oh it was kind of neat that he went to Dunedin, Eden but whatever but he was a blue jay like he was oh. as as far as we knew he was en route to Toronto, and like people making fun of blue jays fans were getting excited. It's like it's not our fault. credible sources were telling us that it was happening, and then it was a dude from Shark Tank or the, the the dragon's den um, and then he signs with the Dodgers like the next day and it was just like he was there, he was ours. it was like that this moment that transcended. Um, that, that could have like launched the sport into a new stratosphere in this country. And it, it was like after a couple of real down years for the Blue Jays in terms of like expectations, right? Like they, they've had down years before, but this was down years with expectations. To to have all of that taken away was really, really heartbreaking. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to go to the games in general, but I'm not going to be one who will boo Shohei. Um, I'll watch Dodgers games and enjoy it. It's going to be um, like to see him on the Dodgers is going to be really cool. But it just he he was ours and it was right there. And it just and then it wasn't
0: kind of like you with the jerseys. I had uh, my birthday is in April and there's a Laker and Raptor game that was five days before that game. Oh. I'm like, well, I'm going to go to that game and then I'll figure something out because then I'll go to the Jays opener and Otani will be there. So I get to see LeBron for the first time and I'll see Otani. At the same time, wearing a Jays jersey, this is going to be. And you know what? Yeah, maybe I will get a white. I don't have a white Jays jersey, so that'll be my Otani jersey that I have that day. Maybe I'll even buy it at the stadium that day because that'll be nice and fresh. And I can say I bought a jersey from Rogers and the new Polish Rogers Center. This is going to be so great. And as the day went on, you had this weird like, okay, yeah, maybe. Actually, as the week went on, right? Because it started the rage. You're like, this is like, we're in this. Like we yeah. are, we're in this thing. And then the Soto stuff happened and Soto went to the the Yanks and you're like, okay, well that sucks. But yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're in this Otani thing and why wouldn't he want to be here? You know? And
1: yeah, then the reports are like, happening. Like MLB network throws up like the, the, the pie chart and it's 60% blue Jays, yeah. like 30% Dodgers. And it's like 1% for nine other teams. Um, Like it's, it's all those different things building to this moment where it's like, oh my God, they might get him, And then they just didn't. And it was over when the Ambleby reporter said
0: he was on the plane, I legit, I got emotional. I'm like, this is, that's when I was like, it's happening. Holy yeah. crap. This is happening. We are going to, this is, and I was like, is this the biggest transaction in the history of Canadian sports? Like I couldn't
1: even think what was second. I'm like, is it Tavares to the Jays? Is that the. Yeah. The like it's, one? it's, it's basically see, like it's the, nuts. the biggest Canadian transaction to that point was Gretzky leaving. Um, yeah. Like that, that's basically what it was um and so yeah like he he will forever be a blue jay on mlb the show games that that i uh <laughs> that, that, that i get um but yeah c- and like you said like during the day it was oh hey like we're we're, we're tracking this private jet that kind of matches what he would fly and it's going from where he lives to toronto and you say kikuchi is like it, it was just this slow build and then in the middle of the day like you're refreshing things and there's a couple like oh yeah maybe this is happening and then it was the morosi tweet of like yeah he's en route to toronto Um, And you had the Dodgers nation report saying our sources are telling us it's done. Um, Like you you had all these things leading up to this crescendo of he's not on the plane. And then it was like, okay, well, he's not on the plane, but like, they're, they're, they still have to be in it. Right. And then they weren't.
0: Um, And then you you get loved to Dunedin. He's like, he Dunedin was a big thing. And he was blown away by Dunedin.
1: Yeah. And I do think the Jays were legitimately in on him. And mm-hmm. I think he was legitimately considering Toronto, but I do think they would have had to legitimately outspend the Dodgers. Um, and like the, the do- I thought the Dodgers would want 600 and the Blue Jays would go to 650 and that would be what it was. And then the Dodgers going to 700 never entered my mind. Um, and apparently like Jeff Passan was on Rossillo last week Saying like the Otani camp got that offer from the Dodgers and took it to the Blue Jays um, and the Giants and the, the Angels as well, um, and then the Angels said no, uh, but the Blue Jays and Giants did say, "Yeah, a hundred percent, we would do that." Um, and then he chose the the Dodgers. So I think him like taking that to Toronto to be like, "Hey, would you guys do this?" Um, does show that there was legitimate consideration that he was in on it.
0: Yeah, on I'm that. not mad at Atkins at this one, no. and I know he gets a lot of heat at times. He he did everything, and, and yeah. I think it shows and. In- whether they're true or not, but in, in the Lewis Roberts rumors or in Cody Bellinger or in Christian Yelich, right? Of, okay, well, yeah, we got to go and still try to go get someone. And because they still know the time. Like, the, I think the thing is, too, with all this Jay stuff is, I know there's a lot of disappointment. Number one, that day was great. I love that day. Yeah. As much as it ended in heartbreak, it was fun. That was yeah. a fun day as a Blue Jays fan. It didn't end the way I wanted to, but to get to see the togetherness and the excitement that was there was awesome that was yeah. great to see how agree. much the blue jays fans are there and to get to talk to your friends that are blue jays fans that was awesome yeah again it didn't end the way we wanted kind of like how Kawhi didn't end for a lot of people you want him to go to the raptors i wanted him to go to the lakers he went to the clippers seems yeah. kind of similar to the way that did but remember too this is not a bad blue Jays team this is the team no. that had a disappointing season
1: a postseason but they are a good team yeah there's a foundation there um it does need to be built upon like yes. they they can't enter 2024 as currently constructed. No, no. The, no. There needs like the, the there needs to be another big thing here. But they 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 aren't like four big things away. They that they, they have built this up where like you you add a um a Robert or a Bellinger um then you you're all of a sudden like okay that this is this is back to being a team that's contending for the East again. It's just like, like if you had Shohei, it's a team that's contending for the World Series immediately. Most disappointing athlete. Um, obviously a lot of ways you could go, um, this one probably recency bias. I'm going Draymond Green. Um, like I think a lot of the spiral that we are talking about in Golden State has a lot to do with Draymond's personal spiral right now. And I I think if he was kind of him still like that the guy who was one of the best defensive players in the league last year still. If he's still that guy, then this this fall isn't happening so quickly. But it's just, it's exhausting for everyone in Golden State. Um, it's, he, he, while not the most efficient scorer or anything like that, his offensive abilities, I think, kind of do help this team out a little bit. And, like, it's just everything feels off-kilter without him there. And so, and it's, it's all, it's all his doing right? Like it's, it's all him just losing it. And, uh, Zach, well, made a really good point. Like th- this was someone who like, first and foremost, you were going to talk about one of the best defensive players of all time, uh, on a championship team. And, and then, Oh, and by the way, he was a bit of a hothead. Now it's going to be, he was a hothead who was one of the best defensive players of all time. Who's uh, going to go into the hall of fame on a team that won a bunch of championships. Like it's, it is now a first sentence part of his description for his legacy forever.
0: My pick too. Uh, when the Lakers faced the the Dubs this year in the playoffs, he really scared me. Steph, yeah. Steph obviously did, but he was second. It wasn't Clay. It was Dray. Yeah. Uh, and it's just the effects that he has all over the court. And you've even seen as disappointing as this Warrior season has been so far, how effective ne- he is on the court still, and how much it's hurting them right now to not have Draymond. He he is really hurt with the Warriors. A team that was struggling to figure out their identity this year and what Kaminga can be and what some of the bigs can be in this team, and just kind of threw it away, right? And I, yeah. I see people do the jokes about the WWE stuff and everything like that, but like the Nurkic stuff, I like. I remember what happened. I'm mean, gonna apologize for people like that. I'm gonna curse here, but I just like I just yelled out like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me, man!" Like yeah. this is this is like and and for Silver too, really needed this. I really needed to make this indefinite. Because he had been looking, even with the jaw suspension, had been looking like he was leaning towards the players and being way too friendly. And it was like, dude, this is just, this is getting dumb. Like, this is getting yeah. dumb. I can't remember, who was the NHL player a few years ago that was really unsafe, too?
1: Oh, jeez. Um,
0: is this the guy that was dating Alicia Cuthbert or married to Alicia Cuthbert?
1: Oh well, uh, Steve not Avery, Avery kind of lost his enough. mind. It wasn't for enough. Um, yeah, Avery lost his mind for a while. there. Avery, for sure. there you go. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- there's been a few guys who've been like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it was just like, I don't. You don't deserve to be a player anymore, right? And and this is yeah. stuff too. Of so, I, I had a conversation with someone saying you're overreacting. I'm like, in the last, I think it was like five months span, this dude jumped on someone's chest, stomped them on the chest, yeah, choked out Rudy Gobert. And now sucker punch use of Nurkic.
1: Yeah. Like, like it's, it's unhinged.
0: No it's like, oh, well this happened and this happened. Like these are not coincidences, And these aren't just like no. acts which is pushing someone or what. These are aggressive acts that you do not see in the game of basketball.
1: Yeah. No. And it, it's, it, no one falls like that into punching Nurkic. No. um, Like, yeah, no, all, all of it. Like it, it's just, it, it is a, a guy who does need to, to kind of get a control on this sort of thing. And so I'm, I'm happy he he's getting that, but it's, um it, it's put a, a dynasty on hold and probably quite frankly probably ended it um like it it honestly probably ended when he punched jordan pool which is the, the start of all of this right um yeah. like it it probably ended there but th- this is really speeding up the decline here
0: like i i doubt it will but part of me is this like too of we know he has this uh turner deal rather turner i mean that'll be a big thing of sports next year is this nba deal that could be you know one of the biggest things of next year and now uh, that nba turner deal is going to determine streaming rights for the nfl and where things go if they go to amazon or apple and how much that's going to change the game as far as uh, how we watch sports with this nba deal but so like to a point now, i'm like i don't want you to be on turner when you retire why do i want to yeah. listen to you why do i want to yeah. listen to you No, nope, completely agree
1: like because you'd be like oh well, chuck did this i'm
0: like chuck wasn't like this
1: no 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 chuck was out there Um, but like this is like dangerous stuff that you're doing and it's just like yeah it's it just it doesn't it doesn't need to happen on a basketball court
0: and I guess that kind of goes to my next award which is Draymond as well for most annoying athlete
1: (laughs) yeah that's uh, it definitely goes side by side um I went Aaron Rodgers uh like Mm, you know what I like it I'm going there this, this whole thing of, yeah, I can come back. You you guys, you don't understand modern medicine and you you don't understand like all the, the stuff that I know. I know my body. And then it's so clear. He's not coming back. He's like, no, I think it'd be ridiculous if I came back. Like I'm not close to being healthy. Why is everyone saying I could come back? Like he just, he was so desperate to be in the spotlight this year. And like, I, I love the Pat McAfee show yeah. and so much that McAfee has been able to do this year. Um, But th- this was an absolute miss. Uh, having having this guy on every week and just giving life to this whole story out there in New York, like just come back next year, just be like everyone else. And, and it's fine. You don't need all of this attention. Um, And I I think it really bothered him how much attention Kelsey was getting. um, And it just kind of ballooned from there. So um, that this whole year based around this guy was really annoying. Yeah. Even like the
0: Mr. Pfizer comment was really annoying. And just like trying to get the headline in that, we knew when the Jets faced the Chiefs that he was not liking that Taylor was going to get more attention to him. It was like, yeah, yeah. she's probably the biggest, most famous person on planet Earth right now. So I don't think anything's yeah. going to change, Aaron, about that.
1: Yeah, like one of the most famous human beings of all time, right? Um, like getting into Michael Jackson levels. So yeah, yeah no, it's, they, they, that's not changing. And yeah, it was just, it, it was really, it was desperate and kind of pathetic, quite frankly. Most disappointing uh,
0: moment you worked this year.
1: So I want to preface this by saying this whole tournament was so much fun. um, And I I had a blast being a part of it. It was all just disappointing for me personally. Um, I worked at the Rocky Mountain Hockey Classic out at Winsport. Um, I called um, 13 games over the five days. I had a blast. The hockey was so great. Everyone was so nice to me. The, The one issue I had, I worked 13 games two of them were within two goals and everything else was a blowout. Like it just, it just so happened that every game I got to like, I got real familiar with the, um, the mercy rules of this tournament, which was up by seven and it's um, it's straight time. I, I learned that, very quickly and got a lot of practice out of it again the organizers were great win sports a world-class facility um hn live are the some of the easiest people on the planet to work with like just on down the line everything was great and then i'd get to the game and it's like well uh the shots are 50 to 10 but boy you know it's only five to one so anything can happen here and like you can't be you can't be like mean about it um because it's like it's 15 year old kids or whatever it was um so it's like not that I, I would be if it was adults, but like, it was just like, there was so much high level hockey being played at this tournament and such exciting games being played at this tournament with, with how they, they set up tiebreakers and stuff like that. And it was just, I got none of it. And it was just like, for me, it was like, ah, uh, God, yeah, like every, there. to, karmically to build off of that, every game I get for the, the dogs this year is going to be a walk-off. I feel like just to balance it off, I, I have to get that this year. I think people too, that aren't on the inside of being a,
0: a sports broadcaster. I called ten games for Canada Soccer this year for their, um their, um their like the, the FTF soccer for so the young uh, people kind of coming up. And you call that many games? People like, oh, you're just talking, like. But it's just you start getting in your mind. It's like it goes in the corner, and they kick it yeah. back, and you're just like, no, I gotta, I gotta give these athletes everything, and you want to do it. But when you start having blowouts and they're not close games, you're just like. I want everyone to do the best, not get hurt, have these great games, but I just want to have a close game so I can get as excited because I'm on hour nine here of yeah. watching and these you feel athletes.
1: Like, you feel like an idiot going shoots and scores nine mm-hmm. to three, you know, yeah. like you, you feel, you, you feel silly doing that. Um, but yeah. And like, there are times like, um, I, again, I love calling baseball, but you can kind of fall into just like, just calling what you see. Um, yeah. And so on every scorebook I have now, I I write at the top of it. You're an entertainer because it's like, hey, by Good the way, point. you're kind of making this entertaining. Like this has to be fun. Like I I want them to, if nothing else, the people watching it to have enjoyed the time that they had listening to me, Babylon, about their son and or daughter and or granddaughter or just someone you're a fan of. Um, and so that that I I had to remind myself a couple of times, like, hey, th- this is still cool that their parents in Anaheim get to watch them play here. So let's let, let let's wrap this one up a little bit here.
0: Um. So I, I definitely sympathize with that side of things. Uh, mine was not the win of this team, but the results of what happened from it. And it was the CCA uh, championships. Uh, no, the ACAC uh, semifinal championships. It's the Keano Huskies versus the State Trojans. Keanu is undefeated. And them and the Trojans go like this. The Trojans beat them the year beforehand to win the ACAC championship at that time, their fifth ACAC championship in a row. This is the Trojans trying to get their sixth. Trojans already have an automatic bid to go to the national championships because they're hosting it. This was an electrifying game. I lost my voice. I had to call that Canada West final the next day. So there was a a lot of tea going to that. Again, Peter knows of calling these random games. So my biggest disappointment isn't really the game itself. The game was great. It's that Keanu lost. Mm. And then the next day, they lost because they were so heartbroken because they lost to the Trojans and they needed to beat the Trojans because if they didn't, they weren't going to get the automatic bid to go to nationals and they were undefeated all year. And there's a lot of great kids in this team. Sean Michael Clancy was the athlete, uh, the player of the year in that league and Jeremy who's their coach and is a great guy and shouts to Jeremy. And it was just so heartbreaking. Again, you know, being alone with the state Trojans and kind of binding a little bit to the rivalry, um, you, you're kind of like, Oh, you know, you're trying to be non-biased still. Right. When I go into these, especially when we're at a, a neutral thing for CCA or ACAC, as you know, Peter, you want to try to be as neutral as you can. And I'm trying to get the fact like you're a state alumna, you kind of want state to win. Like, no, when I go, and, and yeah. the worst part is my heart in a way I get to know these players. Cause I see them all the time and they, you know, get used to your broadcast style. So that was my most disappointed not getting a chance to showcase what they could do at nationals as much as i yeah. didn't want state to lose state was going to nationals no matter what maybe it would have an extra adversity for state to be like okay we lost this but we can still win nationals for marty and chucks last year so that's that that's mine it's the Cattle huskies not being able to take this undefeated season and at least have a chance to go to nationals
1: yeah no that's that 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 whole thing could be really really heartbreaking like the uh this happened, so now X, Y, and Z have happened. Um that 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 really adds to those sorts of moments for sure. And then the biggest blooper of the year. Again, I don't really think there was anything that really Oh actually <laughs> there is. I just remembered
0: it right now. It's
1: shorter pool falling for me. Oh yeah. No, that one's that that that's really good. Um they're, they're just like a, a random one I, i'm going to be very selfish on mine um but a, a random like honorable mention there was uh it was just like it was a random it was clippers against the nuggets um and the clippers had made this like they, they were down by a bunch they came back they had the lead then denver put Jokic back in and he was like oh that's fun took the lead back clippers are like it, it, they're down by three It's late. They have this opportunity to tie the game. Paul George puts up a shot. There's 18 seconds left. Kevin Harlan's on the call, ready to lose his mind, and it's a wedgie. And it was just this, like this this whole like, like it just like it just it turned from this tense moment to so funny so quickly, and so the moment of it built it up for me. Um, I do have a personal one that's my biggest blooper of the year. Um, uh, one of the things you've talked about, I, I've been lucky enough to do a number of things this year. One of them is I, I've got back into ring announcing again um, semi regularly for, I guess they would consider me regular, so I can consider it too, for uh, Wild Rose Wrestling. Um, oh, wow. Lucky you. For, yeah, it, it's been fun. And the first show, second show I did back for them, the, the second, <laughs> the first show I did was a blooper because, um, between like getting to the shows and everything like eight people got sick so we had like a, a five person card and like two people had to wrestle um the it, it was very indie but everyone made the best of it and it, it was cool to see um but i we did one where right before intermission there was a a hardcore match um and after the the, the bout steven uh steven styles ends up victorious but th- th- this was one where uh light tubes were used and like oh, just no. blood everywhere and so uh Stephen, having just won this match and like the, the angle at the end was that these are two longtime bitter rivals and now they're they're going to finally bury the hatchet um and mega power style only with more glass shards uh shake hands at the end. And so I give Steve the the microphone and like we have a backup. But I it didn't even dawn on me to get a back backup. And so I I take the mic back from him and, and like I make a joke like, hey, we got some cleanup to do. It's gonna be intermission time. And it took like almost an hour. Um, but the 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 self-blooper for me is that after I was like, all right, and intermission, and I'm someone like I put the microphone right on my my chin. Um and I <laughs> Uh, I was like, all right, we'll be back with intermission right right after this. And I I take the mic away and I put it down and it still feels like I have it in my hand. And I still feel like I have it here because um, Stephen bled all over this thing. Oh, and no. so I have his blood on my chin and his blood <laughs> all over my hands. And my oh, wife no. was so sweet. She had brought a bunch of people there to, to watch me do this because it was on my it was the weekend of my birthday. Um the weekend after the F1 race. And so she brought a bunch of people there and it was my first time getting to chat with them. And I was like, I need to go wash the Legion out of soap and I'll be right back. Um, And I was like, I don't know how to clean that without it exploding. So someone else take it. I'll get the backup mic when I come back. So that was a a personal blooper for me this year. I love it. That's a great story. That's
0: a great one. For my personal blooper, I guess, it's still one that haunts me. Probably one of the best dunks of the Dino season. Goes downhill, throws a reverse, sick reverse dunk. What a dunk by Tezo! Yeah, Santiago got a right dunk there. My like, god damn it.
1: Oh man. Because it oh. was one of
0: those things when the jerseys go, both players have single digits on their jerseys. Both players are really similar. And didn't get to see it off the steel as well as I wanted to from my angle. So you kind of just like, I have no idea. I'm 50 feet, 50 feet, 50, 50 in this. Yeah. Let's see what happens. And I was like, ah, oh, son of a guy. Not quite blood on my chin from a, from a light tube <laughs> match. But that was, that was probably mine. I was like, one of those, you just like, Ugh. you and I talked about this when we got to do some Okotoks games this year. Just like, and those just fester on you for a while. Oh yeah. There's, there's a few home runs I called. I'm like, and it's four to one. And the scoreboard were going because sometimes you look at that Siemens stadium scoreboard. It's like, I mean, it's five to one.
1: Yeah, no, I, I had one of those this year. Um, the, the dogs were down, um, the, the dogs were down six to four going into, um, g- going into one of the innings. And I think it was Lethbridge scored in the top half of the inning to make it seven to four. And then the dogs came back and hit a two run home run. Um, and I was like way back and gone. And this game is tied. Seven six for Lethridge here in the fifth. <laughs> and it's just like that because it, it like it, like with the, your dunk, like it lined up perfectly. Like I yeah. I I had the like the, the cadence and the everything, and it was perfect. And it, it all happened right in front of me. And the buildup was great. And then it was, oh hey, dummy, they scored in the last inning. So uh thanks for that.
0: The and I the one that made me feel so much better this year for a broadcasting uh blooper was when the, the Duke beat my Tar Heels this year, but um Schumann, who maybe my favorite broadcaster, is like, and what a great win for the Blue Jays. he's call in in a month. I'm yeah. like, if Dan Schumann's messing up after all this time, I feel like I'm okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we say like five thousand words a game. I, I feel like a couple of them are probably not going to be perfect. And we said you almost just hope 5, the important 000. ones get it right. absolutely and we said almost five
0: thousand words on this one uh make sure you go check out couch potato diary uh peter like i said it is so hard i did maybe three solo pods this year they are not an easy thing to do so anyone that can do it it is an absolute talent to do it so check peter on all the platforms that uh he has couch potato diaries also on the Mm -hmm. fan 960 and
1: as i mentioned copious other things anything else to plug Mm -hmm. peter no, that that's basically it. Yeah. Uh just popping back in on 960. I, I am not as much as everyone uh thinks I am, I, I promise I'm not a full-time employee. Um it sometimes seems like it, but no, I I just pop in every now and then to remind them. Yeah, follow me uh social media, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm uh, at Primetime Klein. Um and you can find Couch Potato Diary wherever you find this. Um, I put the shows up on, on YouTube this year as well. uh, Cause apparently I thought I needed to do more stuff on this on my own. Uh, So you get to watch me just sit there and talk for a while as well, if you need. Um, And the, the show is also on, uh, on Facebook. So find me in all of those, uh, all those social media e-spots. And
0: uh, you can find everything on Fresh Take on the Fresh Take Network. We have uh, a year review, I think on everything coming up here. We have the the wrestling one. We have the pop culture one. We even have a best of food. Oh, nice. For this year, which is a a first time, and uh, looking forward to all of that. Uh, thank you to Peter as always. Until next time, everyone. Cheers and enjoy the day, people.
1: Thank you for listening to Fresh Tape Network. Follow us on social media platforms at Fresh Tape Forty Two.